Welcome to the State of Wrestling Apologize Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mall. I'm here with the big man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Brooklyn Mauler. Happy to be here. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. The food was great. Um, that's what it's about. I didn't I didn't do what I always love to do, which is watch some of the old Survivor series. Um, I hope you did. Oh, I did. Uh, this year um I went to I went back into 1992. Last year was 94 with the Chuck Norris. But this <laughs> you told year, me about that. Man, that was great, man. Chuck Norris. <laughs> but this year, this was the first um, title for title um, since the Ultimate Warrior and the Hulk Hogan. It was Shawn Michaels versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Title for title. Champ- I mean, champion oh, I versus champion. That. Not mm-hmm. title for title. It was champion versus champion. If Shawn Michaels' only belt was on the line was, uh, was Bret's, the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, mm. That's what's on the line. Uh, was a good. It was good, and also it was Mr. Perfect and um, and Macho Man um, against um, Razor Ramon and and um, Ric Flair. It was originally supposed to be in the Ultimate Warrior, but something happened with the Ultimate Warrior. So they put Perfect in, who was the manager or personal consultant of Ric Flair at the time, and Bobby and Brain Heenan went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we miss Bobby Heenan. We miss Mr. Perfect. We miss the warrior some t- in, in his own way. Of course we miss the warrior. Of course we do. Yeah. Um, those were good times. I, I, I never got into it when Survivor Series became kind of like a regular pay-per-view. And they only have one Survivor Series match or maybe two. Um, the first one to me is is always going to be the best one. First and second, you always tell me about the second one. You're right. You're right. The second right. one was really good. Second stuff. and third one. The third one, eighty nine. Um, the you know Hogan was had one of probably the greatest tag teams ever assembled was Hogan Demolition and Jake the Snake Roberts, and and they took on oh. Million Dollar Man Zeus and the Powers of Pain. Wow. That's that um, Hogan team. That's. I know why you like it. That's like WrestleFest. That's WrestleFest <laughs> right there. <laughs> You're exactly right. That is right rest- that's that's the WWF team. You know, that's that's classic WWF. You know. Yes, all oh, definitely. So, um, in the news, Big Swole leaves W um, AEW. She did. I did read. Um, I read her statement, and then there were some more things. Her contract has expired. She has um, Crohn's disease. I mean, the, a lot of people do. It's 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 a chronic thing. People live through it, work through it. Not not a um, pleasant experience at all. And so it just shows how tough she is. But I was a big fan of her. I loved her headbutt. I know her finishing move was kind of like Chris Jericho's Judas effect, but that headbutt she would throw, it just looked great. And with the way the Braids would fly with it. It was just perfect, and I, I'm gonna miss Big Swole, but I hope we see her soon somewhere. You know, is she gonna go somewhere else, or is she just, you know, you, you know, it was, it'd be great if she went to WWE. Her husband's there, um, but I have to Who's say his husband? name because I'm a fan, Cedric Alexander. That's right. Um, and she had, I'd, I'd probably say, besides her matches, one of her greatest moments was her face-off with Britt Baker. When um, 
Britt Baker said something about, yeah, and your boyfriend. And then Big Swole held up her ring and said, I'm married, baby. <laughs> but I hope she does, but maybe she'll do something else. We'll see what she does. Um, anything else in the news? Two things. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but two things that really stood out to me. Bushwhacker Luke um, has bought 50% of independent superstars of pro wrestling promotion in New Jersey. And the other 50% is owned by the person who owns that wrestling collector store in New Jersey. And they've known each other for years. And so one of their events is going to be their Christmas event, which is going to be early. Um, it's going to be on the 10th. And you know who the um, commissioner is? Who? Oh. Tito Santana. Arriba! Yeah, and he's having like a figure for a leg lock workshop. <laughs> and um, it's it sounds like a lot of fun. And they, they really want a circus kind of theme where you have like the characters for the kids. But then, you know, it just, you know, that might be in the beginning and then it just kind of becomes more and more serious. That's kind of very Lucha Libre. That's why that works so great. You have the fun characters in the beginning, but then it just slowly transitions into, then you end up with, you know, those heavy metal versus um, Judas Macias in the main event kind of things, you know. Okay. Oh, My, and the other thing cousin. was... Oh. So our favorite cousin. Our favorite cousins are Luke and Butch. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, talk about they're in the category of, um, you know, Mick Foley and some others who went from being wrestlers as a kid you were terrified of, who then became like the cuddly, you just want to hug them wrestlers because the, I mean, the New Zealand sheep herders were the scariest tag team when they came to WCW. I didn't see them as much in their first incarnation. Well, the the other team that was called the Sheep Herders. But in WCW, when they showed up and they were feuding with the Lightning Express, they were scary. So just amazing performers. Oh, and the other thing I mentioned, um, this is really nice. Um, you know, Canada, they love their pro wrestling. So a wrestler named um, Sidney Steele it's a male wrestler, Sidney Steele. He's from Alberta. And they gave him some publicity in the local papers for making the PWA, PWI Top 500 list. He's in the 400s, but they're proud of him. And I love that. That's really good support. Well, you know, the best wrestlers in Canada come from Calgary, Alberta, Alberta Canada. Canada. Where it's expected of them. That's just it's hard to come from that. Come from that. Can you imagine the news Calgary. in New Jersey if, if, if they... Like get a shout out to everybody in the paper who made the PWI 500 from New Jersey. That <laughs> would be like every day. Who's the top one from New Jersey? That's a good question. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. That's that's tough. That's tough. A lot of the independents, of course, but I might say um, some of the WWE women. You know, Carmella's there. Um, we knew he was going to say Carmella, right? You yeah, Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan's doing well. Liv Morgan, I grew up close to her. Oh, um, yeah? Mm-hmm. Didn't know up, her. Didn't know her. Did you grow up close to um to to um, to MDK? 
No, I didn't. He's from, I don't know what you call that part of New Jersey. He has a name for it. It's um, There was one time my bus going to New York to go to work, it had to take a detour and it went to this part of New Jersey. I was like, wow. And it was, was like, it Nutley, oh, New Jersey? Where, oh no, I've been where? Nutley. Nutley's a nice place, but this was like, <laughs> this was like, there were tractors turned on their side. There were like broken swing sets. I was like, whoa, this is something. But yeah. It's a lot so of those places are, in New Jersey. Yeah. Asbury Park. <laughs> oh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, King Kong Bundy, right? Atlantic okay. City. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's just great. A lot of wrestling schools here. But you know, it's not just having wrestling schools. You have people who go to CZW, go to all the different shows. That must be rough, though. You graduate wrestling school, and it's like, okay, you're on a CZW show. Congratulations. Well, there goes your modeling career. Right? <laughs> But CZW kind of, is not as bad as GCW. No, you're right. GCW, I think CZW made that transition to um, just great pro wrestling matches and game changer. Those crowds, those crowds are, I don't know where safer. Is it safer in the ring or in the crowds? You know, it's, it's something else. I haven't been to a GCW show. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I will, mm -hmm. but... There's some big stars showing up for sure. Would you go? Right. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it depends on who's there. But yeah. uh, death matches and see that live, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Depends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Depends. It depends. Those are the, you know, all independents. People may say, oh, they don't want to go. But those are the future stars that we're going to see on TV, you know? They really are. They yeah, really are. The thing with death matches, though, when you go in person, I think any match where action takes place outside of the ring, if it's not on your side, it's just you're not seeing anything, right? Right. I never saw a flaming table spot though, and and um, when I went to a, an event, I never seen that before. Um, yeah, me neither. Um. So I don't think I know. I still still okay. I never saw. You know what I'm. You know I've been to. I've been to. Almost all four pay-per-views. I mean, I've been at three of the top four. Um, well, mm. Money in the Bank is probably taking over now, over um, you know Survivor Series. That's a but, great uh, point. It really has. It's way more important. Right. You know the reason why, right? Because we love the Royal Rumble because we see the Royal is exciting. We get surprises, and we never know who. We know that the person who's going to win is going to go to WrestleMania. So, and it's going to main event WrestleMania, and possibly more likely. 80% of the time win the title, right? And That's somebody, true. So, um, and it's person that has a lot of momentum behind them. It has changed over the past couple years. A lot of people that don't win, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think they've done almost everything they could do. Somebody that wasn't in, they won. Number 31, number 1-1. One, one. Um, you, know, you know, I think it's controversy double. Two times they did the double um Two, mm -hmm. two people went they in. The Lex Luger and Brett, yeah, mm -hmm. they did it twice. Once they did it purposely, and they and Brett and Luga um performed it perfectly to a T. But the second time when Cena and um and um Batista did it, it was not supposed to go that way. It oh. just ended up that way, and that's where uh, Vince came down was put some restart the match, and he tore his leg, a ligament in his leg or something like that. Oh, when he ran into the ring, right? And he that's bumped it. Was, oh, against right. the apron. So it was it was rumors that it, it gave me a, a huge respect for whenever you see wrestlers do that, just run and slide under the bottom rope. 
mm-hmm. when you know what could happen. Right, so, right. So, I never, um, yeah. I never liked the Royal... I love the Royal Rumble before they made the winner the number one contender because then anybody could win. But once they said whoever wins is the number one contender, that's when it went from 30 people could win to really only a handful are probably going to win, Right. Like right. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won one of the, maybe the first one or the second one. That wouldn't have happened, but that was a great moment, you know, um, stuff like that. Well, I mean, it's not that many, especially in the 90s. Before they before they did that, I mean, it was only a few winners. It was only, uh, I think, John Studd, Hacksaw, Hulk. and then Hogan won it twice. He won it back he to did. back. It was know? like Dusty winning the Bunkhouse Stampede Championship. Like he won the only two they ever had, you know. Right. I mean, and to be honest with you, and they did do it back then for the title, right? Hogan was going to win anyway in the gold on the WrestleMania, main event WrestleMania anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So right. what what made it in 92, which, you know, made the book Little Brooklyn Mola cry that day when Hogan didn't win. <laughs> when Everybody they put the was belt celebrating. On, it was Ric Flair. Right. It was Ric Flair. I didn't. Ch- I couldn't stand Ric Flair at that time. Remember, I was a, I was a, at that time I was a Sting fan, and I, and I, and it was real to me at that time. So I thought the bad, I was cheering for all the, I, I didn't cheer for no bad guys at that time. I cheered for the good guys, you know what I'm saying? So I was cheering for WCW because, you know, all my friends or not even my friends, the kids at school, all watched only WWF, and so I would say, you know, Ric Flair's a great wrestler, Dusty Rhodes, and they were like, who's that? Never heard of them. They're losers. Mm-hmm. And so when Ric Flair won, I felt good. Yeah. Oh, like you see? <laughs> it was sad I though. You. I think you cried because Hogan was eliminated. I I was I was I teared up a little bit, I think, because Kerry Von Erich at a moment was in the ring with Ric Flair. And I just remember how it used to be for Kerry. Oh, when he was okay. in world class and I was like, it's not the same anymore. And it was sad for me to see that. Do you th- do you think do you think um Kerry Von ever I I I think Kerry Von became more famous in the WWF than his whole W the WCCW career and that's and that's saying a lot and he was NWA World Champion for a little while. That's a great question because you know I think with wrestling fans like pro wrestling fans when they mm-hmm. think of Kerry's greatest moments they think of world class championship wrestling. Um and if you know the fans in Japan knew him from world class and the fans in, in Texas and people who watched ESPN like me knew mm-hmm. him from world class. But, but I do remember when he died, you know, on the news, it was the Texas tornado died, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the WWF, you know, it's the biggest show in pro wrestling. So I think that's an argument, you know, the argument of where was he his best or his big successes, quote unquote, in the ring are one thing but it's hard to it's hard to challenge any idea that someone in wwf that was their most famous it probably was you're probably right because because when jeff jarrett and i used to watch you know espn too but um when jeff jarrett when he was on espn and the renegades of wrestling oh fighting jerry fighting jerry lawler every week right yeah Uh, when you know when he went to when he went to W and he was a good guy there. Yeah, he, he was a w, great w. good guy. I was a big fan. So were you, right? Yeah. Right. Yes, I was. Simply was irresistible, Jeff Jarrett. That's right. It, it, that was my. That was my. That was my guy. Um, him and flamboyant Eric Embry until he <laughs> <Yeah>. turned him. <laughs> oh, loves it. 
him and Billy Joe Travis and all those guys. You're the um, only person I know who liked Billy Joe Travis. Yeah, he, he, had, he was the he was the, um the honky tonk man. He had the guitar. You're the he only person the, I know who, when people talk about that time of wrestling, mm-hmm. you mention him in like the first three names. Yes, Billy Joe yes. Travis. That was my guy, man. <laughs> Billy Joe Travis. Uh, you know Hollywood John Tatum. Those guys, man. Oh, he was great. He was great. Hollywood John. Yeah, those guys. So, yo, when Jeff Jarrett left, he came to WWF at the time. And I'm like, yo, he's a bad guy. I'm like, what are they doing here? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so the I glasses think, and the J-E-double-F. I was like, what is this? You know? Exactly. So, and I expected him to be right in the world title picture. I didn't expect him to be in the Continental, going no. in the Continental Championship. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you're right. And it's always a disappointment. Like, I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of wrestling fans felt that way when Terry Taylor went to, to WWE, like you thought there'd be more there or, you know, certainly Skinner, right? Like if you watch the fabulous ones, but especially if you're a kid and you think that, well, now he's going to show them what's what and no, he's not. But, you know, you made me think of something about it, um, about Kerry Von Erich and it's interesting when he's brought up, it's like wrestling superstar and former intercontinental champion. When Kevin Von Erich is mentioned in the news, I'll usually hear Texas wrestling legend. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't have to say that with Kerry because he was in the WWF. Exactly. So I think you're right. I'm going to agree with you. Absolutely. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if Kevin Varner, I don't know why he never, you know, left. Um, the South or whatever situation me and come to New York. Um, but I mean, maybe they didn't want him. I don't know. Could he have made it in the WWF? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I mean, they, they owned the, the, the territory until, um, they didn't anymore, but, um, that's a good question. How would he have done? It's, it's hard because when people say, Oh, Carrie, why, why did he, you know, why couldn't he get clean or something? I don't think there was anything that WWF could have offered him that was greater than what he had experienced in world class as far as the fame and everything he wanted when he was young. And, you know, the people talk about the drugs and, and everything. But um, could Kerry, could Kevin have done really well? I don't know. I remember, I remember Global Championship Wrestling. Um, do you remember he... He was kind of like Jungle Boy, but he was big and strong. Conan, Chris Walker. Oh, I remember him. And then I saw him when WWF used to have matches, have shows on the MSG channel. Mm-hmm. I saw him in a in a match, and it was like a preliminary match. And you know what always happens when your favorite smaller company wrestler goes to WWF? You're like, oh, he's so much smaller than I thought he was. You know, I thought he was way bigger than that. And then they do it with you whatever they want but kevin was kevin that go kevin go chant is the chant that i remember from world class so i wouldn't bet against him i know kerry von eric when he when he was the texas tornado um and he came in the way that he had to look he had a look of to be and he had an ultimate warrior type of look and they basically let him squash mr perfect basically at SummerSlam. and that was a great match yeah, it was only six minutes. It and it was a great six minutes. I'll never and the commentary was great. Remember when Perfect has mm-hmm. him in the corner? He says, You're in the ring with Mr. Perfect. 
intercontinental champion. He slaps him in the face and Vince McMahon says, Piper, he's the Texas tornado. He's not doing anything. And Piper says, some guys can take it. Whether he's one of them, we're about to find out. And then he just walked out of the corner fine. Yep. That and hit him with and get with the iron claw and then hit him with the discus punch and now and perfect perfect did a 360. You see how he sold that joint? Yeah. He's I think he's still spinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember the pre-match interviews. Um mm-hmm. when you hear Bobby Heaney, he's like, What's a what's a Texas tornado? It just throws a couple of mobile homes in the air. And then Kerry Von Eric, he was so like serious and it was powerful. He was one of those great superstars who didn't have to say very much. He could just walk out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was mad when they won. I think it was superstars of wrestling. I think it was wrestling challenge, and then they gave they put everything. They took the title off of him. They stacked oh. everything against him. They had million dollar man be out there, guest commentator, <laughs> a ring announcer, and then um and and they and they screwed him. And perfect won the belt, and I can hear million dollar man and new intercontinental champion. Looked at Terry Von Eric. Did you hear that? <laughs> that was well that's another example you know when my dad used to be a big fan of million of ted dibiase and he went to wwf my dad's like oh just watch this man is going to be the next world champion you know um because that's how people saw him but Kerry von eric when he was on he was on but like super clash three he was married to this analogy about the champion versus champion with jerry lawler he kept saying there can be only one leaning tower of Pisa, only one like Mona Lisa. There should be only one world champion. And he kept saying that in every interview. It's like, I get it. Right now, he, and he, he did something that a lot of people didn't do. He, he, he beat Ric Flair. You know? He did with that backslide. You uh-huh. know? And, and Ric Flair wrote a lot about that experience you know, in his book. Um, he didn't like wrestling Kerry Von Eric. He's ashamed of the matches because of the condition he says Kerry was in. Um, and he said he, he figured out the only ending that he didn't think Kerry could mess up when he was under the influence. Well, shit. Bret Hart says the same thing about Ric Flair when he won the belt from him in Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah, he says Ric Flair tried to uh, sabotage matches or, or things. And, and Bret Hart, he wrote in his book about how... Um, you know, Flair had a match with Savage and they came back and Rick and Vince McMahon yelled, go back and do it again. Uh, um, yeah, Ric Flair wrote about that in his book. He wrote, yeah, Vince McMahon yelled, I didn't like that. Go back to the ring and do it again. The other time that happened, Bad News Brown against Macho Man. So both Macho Man matches. So whether that was a personal issue or something else, humiliating them in front of all the fans, go back and well, do the match again. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, I'm thinking uh, of rumors right now. The rumors and innuendos, as my boy would say. Uh, uh, <laughs> the rumors and innuendos about yeah. uh, Macho Man and Stephanie McMahon. Um, that's what the, mm. that's the rumors. Um, my, <laughs> that's what they say. He's a scary guy. He was a scary guy. Macho so, Man. Um, macho Man. So, yeah, that's a that's a big rumor. How true it is, the Brooklyn Mall, I don't know, but I hear it a lot. And uh, whoever is on um, all wrestling media, and all, it's it's the, it's the topic that, no, that everyone knows that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> well, you remember the the um, Vice TV on Macho Man, and they showed the interview with Gorgeous George, mm-hmm. and she said 
you know, I don't know if it was from that or if it was from an interview I saw on the internet, but she said, you know, and, and one time he was really drunk and he said something about it. She didn't want to repeat it. And then the next morning he said, did I say something about that? And she said, yes. And he said, oh, no. So maybe. Man. So we don't know. Um, no one wants to talk about it. I don't think that will ever be told. Um, if it is it true or not, who started this rumor? That's number one, big man. Who started? That's a great this? question because I don't. Rem you know, it's not like. Well, how would we have known about it at the time? Because it wasn't the internet, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the moment rumors about pro wrestling were spread on the internet, that one came up, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Let's get into what is the actual rumor. I he think it's two things that they slept together or he uh -huh. sexually assaulted her. And I think the idea is if the, if it was consensual, she might have been a minor, so it was rape anyway. Right. right? Statutory rape. Mm -hmm. um, that's the rumor. That's, that's the, the rumor. rumor. That's the rumor. I guess you'd call then, it an accusation. So. Yeah, that's, well, it's not an accusation unless she says it, right? You're right. You're right. Because, because there's just somebody that's just mad at, at, at him. That just made that up, you know. Um, and and talk about wrestling rumors. There were rumors about when Rick Rude died, about from the Honky Tonk Man. There were there are all kinds of crazy rumors, right? So, but isn't that the rumor? They said that because he that's why he left the WWF in about ninety three. Is that one of the reasons why that's he part left? Of the because rumor, right when people asked why the acrimony. But know? I don't. But that might not be true because you know at the end of the day, back ninety three. That ninety three. That was like the well, Hogan was leaving. That was the Yoko Zuna. It was the Bret Hart. Bret Hart was champion. He was getting Shawn Michaels was on the way up. Yoko was the 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 monster hill at the time. Mm -hmm. Macho Man was still around. Um, Jake made a left for WCW at the time. Um, so ninety three. That's when Razor came in. Razor Ramon came in. Um, Ric Flair was still there. At that time, from '92, he was on his way back um, to um, WCW. At that point, so about '93, '93, '94, was it '93, '94? Because Macho Man was still there. He was still there because he wrestled WrestleMania 10. He wrestled at WrestleMania. He wrestled Crush. I do not have your memory. I mean, very few people do. So, right. so he wrestled. He wrestled Crush at WrestleMania 10. Um, I was and he came out of retirement to do that the fight crush in a falls count anywhere match. And I think that was his last WrestleMania match he had, so he was still there in '94, right? So that may have happened then, may have, and may have, and then he left. And so then Hogan by that time, '94, Ric Flair already went back to WCW. Then Hogan went to Disneyland, had his little his parade to WCW at that time, and that's when yeah. everybody else started coming over. At the time, um, yeah, so. rough transition for WCW, and you're right, Savage. He's like, he can so do my, anything. You'd think he was a WWF lifer because right. he could announce. You could put him in any any. You could put him in an opening match, and right. he would have a moment. You know, he could do anything. Because my my point is this: is that at that time it it couldn't have maybe maybe because as Savage said in one of the the, the um, documentaries on. I think it was A&E. Was it A&E? It probably was A&E about wrestling, um, about the Attitude Era and stuff. 
and he said that Mick, Vince McMahon wanted looking for younger wrestlers at the time. So '94, yeah. Brett was there. Um, you know, Luger was there. So I mean, the new generation was in full effect at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So, so maybe that's what the reason why he left. Maybe, it's, and I don't know who. Maybe it's somebody else that just, you know, said that he, you know, it couldn't have been nobody else from the old school because mostly everybody that was from the old era in WC in WWF went to WCW. Everybody, mostly everybody. And and it's been interesting that Lanny Poffo said that Vince McMahon was upset when Savage left because the Slim Jim sponsorship went with him. But he wasn't featuring him at the time because as I read I I saw his um his document, his wrestling document, it was like they didn't want to use him and he they used him straight for commentary, you know? Yeah. And he still had years left. Because if if Macho ninety five he could have wrestled again. He could have main event at WrestleMania again. He could have wrestled agree, main event I, at WrestleMania 11. He could have did, uh, did a main event like match w- against. Did you like his WCW work? Yeah, he did. He he had a lot of great matches left, right? Oh, I think Especially he could. Few. I think he could have done anything, but I didn't like the way he was used there too. I mean, he might have been happy with it because he was kind of this. He was back in the spotlight. But I think some of those smaller feuds he had in WWF towards the end were were better than some of the bigger things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I thought that match was good too. That, yeah. that WrestleMania ten was probably one of the best WrestleManias ever, to be honest with you. Uh, with the opening match, match, with yeah. the opening match with Brad and Owen. That um, was a great match. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying the ladder match. Mm-hmm. You're and right. That's the, an that's an unheralded WrestleMania. It's like right. Uh, even the Luga and Yoko was pretty good. Even though we, I thought I thought we would have got Brett and we was going to get Brett and Luga in the main event, and um, that would have been I think that probably would have been an epic encounter just to have. And absolutely, two. when you see the people Bret Hart had great matches with that were surprises, it would have been like, I'm like we're huge Luger fans, you know, and that would have been great. I mean, I would have loved that too. Cause they stacked the deck. Remember, they they had Piper as the special referee for the last one, and I think Perfect was one of the referees for the other one, right? I think I it was. That. Right. So I remember him um, in that referee shirt. Yeah. Right. Piper was, and um, so yeah, it was. Um, I think that would have been. I think it was. I understand why they did Yoko because Brett, Brett beating Yoko, he lost to him like the year before, so he redeemed himself. But I'd rather have saw Luga and Brett at the time because at the end of the day, that that Royal Rumble payoff at '94 when they both went over at the same time, both feet both feet off the um both feet hit the first time, both feet hit the floor at the same time. That should have been paid off as far as them wrestling for the main event, um for the for yeah. the title, you know. Yeah. And I think that should have been, you know. Um, and Luger yeah. did great considering they didn't let him use his amazing finishing move, the human torture rack. You know? No, they didn't. They, they let him use that stupid elbow. But They took a lot away from him and put on a lot of stupid things, and he's still memorable. Right. He is memorable. Lex Express. Um, and, and also he's memorable, is he memorable, uh, memorable because of not beating Yoko at SummerSlam during the Lex Express. Yeah. Yeah. People... <laughs> People look at that and they make and they talk about oh they realized memorable. he couldn't. I do mean, it remembered. I said <laughs> rememberable. Remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, like remember, um, you ever saw um, um, Ricky Bobby? Yeah. 
Talladega night. Remember the sign said, "Hey Chip, I'm hot off a of Mountain Dew." That's me. I'm like Chip, <laughs> off a <of> Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So yeah, the rumors and innuendo. But I think the Macho Man could have, at that point, he could have, um, he could have main evented WrestleMania 11 against Shawn Michaels. They would have had a hell of a match. He could have went against Bret Hart. Um, we could have got. Um, I think a few times they, but we didn't see it. I think it's on some of those Coliseum home videos. Him against the Undertaker, you know. Mm. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the stuff with the Undertaker, like Savage. The, the awesome thing about him was he could, he could make you care about an, one of his opponents that you didn't care about before. And I remember when he was in WCW, they did the World Cup of Wrestling, which is one of my favorites of all time. And with New Japan, did they call it the World Cup of Wrestling? I don't remember what they called it. With WCW? WCW versus New Japan. And it was like a best of seven. And then that was, with, um, go ahead. Yeah, it ended with Sting and... Um, Masahiro Chono? No, um... Ken Kensuke Sasaki. Oh, Kensuke Sasaki. But I remember Savage kept saying in all his interviews, Hogan's like, when am I getting my rematch? And Savage kept saying, yeah, but first I have to get past Japanese superstar Tenzon. And it sounded like an excuse because a lot of fans in the United States didn't know who Tenzon was. And then that match, you saw what Tenzon was. He's a monster. Oh, I mean, he really built up Tenzon. And so, and he did the same thing with his other matches in WWF. He really made you care not only about him, but even if he lost against his opponent. Right. I remember that. Um, it was when Worlds Collide. That's what it was called. I think it was Worlds yeah. Collide. I think that's what it was called. Maybe. Um, maybe. Because they had a few um, New Japan. Because I remember when they watching it on pay-per-view, it said it looked different. It didn't look the same. The presentation, how it looked, it looked matte. It looked real oh, wild. Yeah, you're you're talking about worlds collide. The thing I saw, the best, the best of seven thing. That I think that was a Starcade. They did that. Okay, Starcade with ninety three. That's that wasn't the one with the with the tag teams, right? When we first no, saw Raven. No. Okay, I like uh, that one too. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know when yeah. we were fans, when, well, we're fans, but when we were kids, and you believe it. You don't really question like the the structure of the gimmicks. It's like you're watching a sport. Well, this is like what they're ready. doing. Yeah, I didn't know nothing about that. You know, uh, you know, I was mad when Jack Tunney when they <laughs> when, at, at, when he when they try to when at Tuesday, this Tuesday in Texas and he um and Hogan went try to get his belt back and he threw it in it and he threw the he took the um, the ash out the urn and threw it in the in the Undertaker face. And what's his name grabbed um Flair grabbed Tunney when he got took a bump and he couldn't get up it to see Hogan just in time to see Hogan throw it in his damn eyes <laughs> and try to take the belt from him. That didn't I didn't particularly like that. So hey. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, big man. All right, that's it on the news. Yeah. Yeah, that's All what right. I got. Let's go to Raw, see if this is epic. Uh Seth Rollins promo saying he's gonna get the title title shot against Big. Day one. Um, Finn Balor comes out. They they brawl. No fans interaction this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
um, Seth Rollins defeat Finn Balor in a nice epic, a nice encounter. Uh, what was your thoughts on this? Um, no real thoughts. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, I know you're a big Finn fan. What did you think? Well, I, I thought that um, Finn should have, you know, they shouldn't have put Finn in this position because nobody's beating Seth Rollins right now. Um, and um, Finn needs to get wins. They need to, they need to learn. Like as we told you before, we need to learn. They need to learn how to build up um, characters at the same time, and by using that, utilizing jobbers. But Finn needs some wins. You know, at that debacle that happened against Roman with the demon falling off the damn um, ring mm-hmm. ropes, which no one's never explained why that happened. No mm-hmm. one explained why that happened yet. No. Um. You know, so I don't know. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts on Seth Rollins getting the the um, the title shot at day one against Big E? Yeah, at the time, um, I'm fine with that because I think last week El Presidente and I were both agreeing that, um, and we're going to talk about Big E more as this goes on. But, yeah, it's, it is a Seth Rollins show in a lot of ways. And... I think the reason I have nothing to say about the first match and that, and that you do is because like I said, you're, you're a fan of Finn, but this is, I mean, did you think it was going to be any different? Did you think he was going to get a honorable, you know, showing it's, it's just hasn't been, it's, it's strange how, how he's been used, but it's, this has been the pattern. I was hopeful. But um, I was hoping for a disqualification. But the way that they're going now is Seth, is they're building up Seth strong. Um, they're building up three people strong right now. That's Seth, Kevin Owens, and um, Austin Theory. Um, Austin Theory was in the back with Vince. And he said Vince tells him he has to stay with him throughout the whole show. And if he steals from him again, he's going to kill him. Um, it's, it's this culminated, I'm not going to, there's various segments throughout the night, but this culminated with, um, asked him, did he learn anything? And spent slapped the shit out of Austin Theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, if I mean Austin Theory is getting the the super rub here, um, um, he's gonna be the he's he's being positioned as a main event star. So, I'm, I'm again, I'm looking for him to win either the Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank. He's gonna win. He's gonna win something really soon. Yeah, you can just picture him taking a selfie on top of the ladder while he grabs the belt, right? Um, or grabs the ba- the money of the briefcase. Right. I mean, um, to what you said about Seth, I can't remember the last time he was built this strong. Maybe never. Like he is, he is, um, he's he's really strong right now. Right. Austin Theory, I mentioned in the past that they were kind of doing two different things with him. He was getting kind of the Randy Orton legend killer kind of treatment. And he was also getting the John Cena. He's this bad boy kind of treatment too. And the week before when we saw him in the match against Big E and then, you know, um, Kevin Owens comes down to ringside and Seth Rollins is there. I kind of took my eyes off of Austin theory. He didn't really stand out among the four. Mm-hmm. The way John Cena would have when the fans were really liking what he was doing. 
So I'd say that Austin Theory is more on the Randy Orton track. It could be a slower build, even if they have bigger plans for him now. Well, the first Cena, I would say this, the first Cena incarnation when he came up, he said, I'm John Cena to, to um, Kurt Angle, right? Um, yeah. I think that Cena wouldn't have made it, you know? Um, it no, he slapped, him. he slapped a Jericho. Jericho, yeah, Jericho. So he's out. Look at you in your right. green tights and you're at any Right, right. So, and, um, so, yeah, so, um, that wouldn't have made it. Then he started, you know, he said he was about to get fired. Then that's when he started hanging with Bull Buchanan. And then that's when he started the rapper gimmick, the rapper gimmick, mm-hmm. um, the, like the vanilla ice gimmick. And that got over. Remember, he didn't even have a WrestleMania match that yet, but he was supposed to have rest, um, wrapped against either Jay-Z or, or Fabulous, and none of them showed up because WWE couldn't get him or even try. <laughs> uh, so he just did a little a little promo rap or whatever the situation may be. But but he didn't become that until he was like, you know, because the jean shorts and stuff like that, the throwback jerseys, and, you know, that's when he started to become elevated, you know. Uh, that was I think it was easier, though. I mean, he was when he became like a bad guy, right? Um, right? The ruthless aggression, he was kind of like this good guy. He slapped Jericho. With Austin Theory, he's already this bad guy. And he's already what he's done to, to Hardy and others. So I think they've kind of bumped him up beyond those beginning, you know, learning curve of John Cena. So I think he's... So when I when I think he's not getting the same reaction, I think it's, I mean I think it's just, I don't think he's the next John Cena, is what I mean, pretty much. I think he he may be the next like another Randy Orton, and it can right. build over time, but um, I think people are talking about him being the next big thing more than the fans saying he's the next big thing. No, well, he get. I think what I was trying to. My point was this: is that, and and the first thing, um, is that Austin Theory, his first incarnation, the selfie guy. I think when they add some more layers to him, I don't think this is going to be the end product for him. You know, this is just like Batista mm. when Batista came out. He was, and he was, um, he was with uh, Reverend Devon. Yeah. You know, so I think more likely he's going to get some more layers. He didn't become the animal until a few, a few couple of years later you know so it's going to take Austin Theory maybe they, they may hot shot him but he's not going to become the 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 superstar he is he's he's going to be until a couple of years from now but for a couple of layers this is not going to be his end on be all gimmick maybe not maybe yeah. not because in him and it evolved he had a different type of gimmick and he's a serious wrestler then so you know so we'll see and it was Kurt Angle that he did um, debut against Cena. Okay. Not Jericho. Okay. I'm John I just Cena. like him slapping Jericho. I remember that more than the match, actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, his old youth girl, Liv Morgan, from you know from New Jersey, they had the contract <laughs> serving with her and Big Tom Bex. Um, this ended up, it was going back and forth, and this made some controversial comments. Um, Liv Morgan said that you know your big fat comments is the your big fat contract is the reason why my friends are not here no more. Talking about Sarah Logan and Ruby Soho, mm-hmm. and this ended up with them adding a, a, a Survivor Series type match 
um, a 505 Survivor Series match. <laughs> Team Becky versus Team Liv. Why did they do this at Survivor Series? Why? 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 And Nikki. Almost a superhero. She made the team. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on this? Well, a lot of people have said online that this is kind of WWE's response to the CM Punk and um, MJF promo. So they had two things here. They had the one you just talked about, Liv Morgan and Big Time Bex. And then they did the one a little later between Edge and Miz. And and this one just didn't really deliver. The, there was a moment where there was a, a passage where Liv Morgan is talking and it was like crickets. Like it was it was so quiet. And, you know, you can tell they're trying to say edgy things, but it's it's just not landing. And, no, I don't think Liv Morgan's friends were fired because, um, or future endeavored because of big time Bex's contract or, or whatever. So I think this was a, for me, this, this just didn't work. Right, I hear you. RK Bro defeated Did you the like Dirty Dozen. Did you like the face yeah, Liv, I'm, I'm becoming a fan of Liv now. I, I'm starting to like like her. You know? Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where we'll see where it goes. She needs to win. I know that. But they won't let her win. And she needs to win the belt. Even if it's even if it, if it's for they do what they did with Jericho and, and um Triple H. Remember when Jericho beat um Triple H on a on an edition of Raw? And then, but they took the belt away from him later on. They need to mm-hmm. do that. They need to give let her have a champion, get a taste, see what the crowd gonna react to it to a title win. And and if she gets, and then if they could screw her out of it somehow, have Adam Pierce or Sonya. Sonya is the one that, that likes to screw people out of certain things. Maybe Liv can With go certain and, people. <laughs> yeah, and maybe she, maybe um, Liv can go and try to win it back, win the Royal Rumble. And have a storyline in the Royal Rumble. We need a, a, a Royal Rumble storyline here. We don't have one. So maybe that would be, you know. Well, we'll I agree. And, and Liv can wrestle, man. I'm a fan of her wrestling. Um, RK Bro and the Dirty Dogs. I was like, why does this match happen again? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? So I don't have much to say with this about this. RK Bro defeated the Dirty Dogs again. I would say, oh, I was going to say this about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Could be AEW World Champion, and um, he could be MLW World Champion. He could be GCW World Champion, and he could have killer matches. And I think if he leave WWF, WWE, he will be up at PWR top ten PWR wrestler of the year if he left WWF, WWE. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you don't have much to say about this match because. Man, this was a great match. This was a great... Well, it was a great showing by the Dirty Dogs, right? It was exciting. The fans were were ready. You know? They would have gone off. The roof would have blown off if they had won. Um, I, I totally agree with what you said about the why. You know? Um, there's no point for Randy and Riddle to have the titles, it feels like. It just doesn't... There's no challengers, really. For some reason, AJ and Omos, they don't really challenge them for the titles. It's just the Dirty Dogs. Um, and and the backstage skits that Randy and Riddle do aren't aren't 
good enough use of their time to justify some of this? No, it's funny. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I laugh a lot. It's funny. It's entertaining. They entertain it. Just they don't. I laugh a lot with Riddle with, and Rand, Randy. Randy. So it starts. It starts. He says. It starts at. Hey, Randy. He's Riddle is cr- is funny guy, man. Oh, I it's like funny. I'm just. It's just. I, I think. Um. I don't think it's. Like it's funny, but it's not funny enough for what they could both be doing. Um. But yeah, I thought this match was great. And I thought the Dirty Dogs, it would have been great if they won. It would have just been great. You know, there were times the Hart Foundation were World Tag Team Champions, but they weren't the most popular team or they weren't anybody's favorite. Um, But they were great as the champions because you felt like they were just hoarding the belts and you just couldn't wait for someone to beat them. Well, I didn't think they had a long title run, the Hart Foundation. The only only team that had got a long tag team was Demolition for a year. And that was during a time where they had so many great tag teams in the WWF. And they had it for a year. They had the Twin yep. Towers. The Twin Towers didn't win the belts. The only people that only team that beat them was the Colossal Connection. And that's because yep. Andre the Giant was on the damn team. <laughs> the little guy was Haku. <laughs> a little Haku. Which, like, you wouldn't want to see those guys in a dark alley. No, no, you, you wouldn't. I mean, you the little guy's it's, more dom- the little guy's more dominant than the big guy in that case. <laughs> yeah, Andre couldn't get through the alley. He's like, tell yeah. me what happens. But um I just think that Dolph Ziggler and you know, but when um fans were ready for Strike Force to win the tag team titles, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was great when they beat the Hart Foundation in kind of an unexpected way, right? It was just a match on one of the shows. Right. But um I you don't have to have the best or the most popular tag team holding the belts. You don't even have to you don't have to have the strongest tag team holding the belts. Isn't if 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 Memphis wrestling and old school wrestling has shown us anything, it's that or even for example NWA with Ric Flair is when people think the person with the belt is is you know not that great and should be beaten, but they're just kind of manipulative or they're ducking and dodging, that works too. And the Dirty Dogs, to me, should be the tag team champions. That might be true. I mean, you might be able to get more more mileage out of them as tag team champions. than. But then the tag team division, to be honest with you, Big Man, is terrible. They need one champion. They need one champion. They don't need two belts. They need to integrate both the, the tag team division. So both guys can both all for all the teams can be on one can fight on one brand. You know what I'm saying? So you can see the Viking Raiders versus you know the um the Dirty Dogs. I didn't see that match. I, I'd be more interested in seeing that match and letting them yeah. go for 20 minutes because Roe because Hanson and Roe um well Ibar <laughs> well Hanson and Roe that's their, that's the Viking Raiders name but um. <laughs> What is um Ibar and um it's Ibar it's Eric and Ibar Eric and Ibar yeah Eric the Great and I and Ivar Ivar <laughs> Ivar the Boneless so um <laughs> that those guys with twenty minutes with the with the Dirty Dogs can have a great match together I I agree and you already have the Usos going between both shows so if they're the World Tag Team Champions that's fine right right because what are you doing here I mean you want the Myster- the Mysterios, you know, 
against RK Bro, I don't think they would do it. But that would be a good match. I kind of miss when the Mysterios were tag team champions compared to this. Right. To be honest. Yeah. Well, they got two belts. They only need one belt. They only need one one tag. They only need one tag team champion. They only need one world heavyweight champion. They only need one uh, intercontinental champion. That's all they need. They don't need. And it's not like a Survivor tag- Series. They had the tag team champions fight each other. They did. You know? Oh, they did. I forgot. <laughs> oh no, they did. Do you know why I've, I thought that? Because I forgot it was it wasn't AJ and Omos. It was right. right, and that was a good match, actually. Right. Yeah, the Usos. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a fan now of them than I've ever been. Yeah, they're good. Um, yeah. So Kevin Owens in the back, he tells Seth Rollins that if that Adam Pearce told him if he wins against Big E tonight, he's going to be added to the day one match. Um, to make it a triple threat match. Seth Rollins says, you lying. He goes, he storms off looking for Adam Pearce. Adam Pearce tells him, yo, he tells him he didn't say that at all. Yo, what, is, what is Kevin Owens talking about? To his old ways. And Seth Rollins said, all right, thank you, and walks off. Then Sonya said, it's not a bad idea. And then ultimately, Adam makes the damn match a damn <laughs> that if he went, if he beats Big E, he's going to um, be added to um, the day one um match with um, Big E and Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. What's your thoughts on this? Well, I said in the past that we've seen some things in the world title picture that would be B or C storylines a, a couple of years ago. Um, this whole KO lies his way into the match is definitely a C storyline. This is something that they would have done for the 24-7 title a long time ago. Um <laughs> This is, so this is, um, I thought it was, I just thought it was low and it wasn't, um, it's, it's just silly. And I don't, I can't even think of the word. Is it childish? It's just not worthy of, of the main event kind of territory that we're, that we're in when we're talking about Kevin Owens and Big E and Seth Rollins. Why it doesn't belong that? there. Why do you think that is, Big Man? Do you think it's because the way that they booked Kevin Owens the past year and he just lost to Roman three times? Is that the reason why? That's a, that's a good point. I mean, this whole thing has really been about Kevin Owens. The latter match, even though he lost, was about Kevin Owens. Um, but they're trying to do something with him to make people care. I mean, just the thing about it now is that we've seen him so we seen him lose so many times. You know, he didn't have him won a few in a, in a while. So the, that's the thing is that, and then they moved him from SmackDown, which we saw him being basically a jabroni to Roman, right? And now he's in the title picture against Big E, which makes Big E look weak. But Big E look weak anyway because he just lost to Roman too. So what the hell? So if that's the yeah, case, I, they, they're, all, they're all Roman losers except they're Roman losers. They're all Roman losers <laughs> unless 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 um, um, Seth Rollins didn't – Seth Rollins hasn't lost to Roman. So that means Seth Rollins should win the belt. Right? He should. He should. This is this. Um, when they had the draft, and we thought, "Oh my gosh, look who Raw is getting!" Right, and then it turns out, oh, they're just going to use them all at the same time against each other, and no one's going to be really standing out. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. They yeah, did. That was a bad mistake. When that they did. Yeah. They okay, because they could have just if you would have inserted anyone else in that in that picture. Let's say if you want to put AJ in that picture, then everybody be fine. Edge, okay, fine. Even Rey Mysterio, fine. Austin Theory, if they to use Austin Theory as a new guy getting his way in, 
that's fine. That's something new, fresh. We didn't get that yet. But that's why we did, thought he might have been beaten Big E last time. We right. thought there was a possibility they, for real. More but, than any more than anybody else. But but Big Man, at the same time, do you know what that means? If they if they take that title off Big E, do you know what that means? That means what? they made a they they messed up. Big time because Big E was the hottest wrestler they had on the ascent at the time, and what they did was people wanted him to win the belt, and they gave it away on a edition of Raw, which they could have they could have used it, they could have slowed they could have used it as a slow a slow burn, which would which would have been culminated in a few more months, which him winning the Royal Rumble, right, mm-hmm. and then him winning in that WrestleMania, they they could have did waited a few more months, you know what I'm saying. Now look, since he won the belt, what has happened? You know, he's he still have no merchandise. So yeah. at the shows, so what has happened? He lost. He's losing matches, right? He done lost mm-hmm. to the other champion that who who, who he could have beaten at at WrestleMania. That he was one of the people that people would have wanted to beat Roman. He lost to him on a on a throwaway pay per view because they didn't care about. Survivor Series, the way they built it. They care about day one. You see how they're building day one up right now, right? How they building yeah, it's up Crown Jewel. It's their attempt at the New Japan, New Year's Dash, and AEW, New Year's Bash. It's like their new thing that they're trying right. to So they're doing they, two they're trying, they, they like it more because it's new content. Right. And that's what and they, they are. If you go on their corporate website, WWE is a sports entertainment content provider. Right, so I mean, Biggie could have and and Biggie could have lost some matches here and there during his ascend here and win the feud eventually, but day one, remember they doing two pay per views in in January. You're gonna do that the day one, and they're gonna do the Royal Rumble a couple weeks after that. So mm-hmm. January is a big month. That could have been the month of E, you know. Yeah. You know, but what? what no are they question. Doing? No question. What you're saying about how one of the biggest missed opportunities that really could have given the momentum a big wave was Big E's victory. Um, yes, he won the title, but like you said, it was a throwaway. It was, even when he was celebrating, it was already going off the air. You know, we saw him in the ring for a few, for like a minute, less than a minute after the match celebrating. It wasn't what it could have been, and you can't really get those things back. You know? And let me ask you this. Big man, let's say if they'd have kept the title on Bobby Lashley, right? And Bobby Lashley is Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. That would have been that's fresh. We ain't never seen that before. Or or, or Kevin Owens. And we just if we'd have put Bobby Lashley as the champion against um Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, you think Kevin Owens wanted to go against the almighty Bobby Lashley? That's three hills right there. That 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 would have been a different brought a different dynamic to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, what you know, they, they could have used it as we tag him up against Bobby because Bobby was a, 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 a murderous monster at the mm-hmm. time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's kind of the direction they went when he lost the title, right? He's now just this crazy destroyer, right? Right? He could have kept the belt on him, they could have kept the belt on him and let E stay on the side. They, they messed up big time, but then I'm moving on. Edge taking Edge is here. And um, he's glad to be back. The Miz come out with his girl Maurice, his wife. They kissing and doing all that stuff. The, she's wearing her uh, Brandy Rhodes gear. She's you see that, right? She's wearing the circus tightrope tightrope walker outfit. Right. So, so they got the their matching Miz and Mrs. Um, outfits on, robes. 
and they gets in the ring and and what do you say? I'm gonna let you have it from here. What what did you say? You sent me a message that said that they trying to be like um um the um, CM Punk and MJF. Yes. <laughs> so go ahead. So this under delivered, and I don't know it. Edge wasn't the same. He was just a little off to me. I could be totally wrong. Maybe it was the the hair wetted down closer to his head. It didn't. He didn't look the same. He didn't sound like he really believed what he was saying. He didn't have that same conviction. Miz comes out, and you've said this before, but I kind of agree with you now more than ever. A lot of his gear is kind of ridiculous, and kind of he disappears behind it. He has the headband, the glasses, the cloak, or the the jacket. And you know, since the you know since MJF was on a began on AEW since the beginning, yeah, like. Me, like a lot of fans, have been saying he's just an imitation of Miz. He's not some groundbreaking genius. He's not all these things that I... I mean, people just went overboard with some of the praise. Now he does... Now it's kind of... MJF has surpassed the Miz in a lot of ways. At least this year. I mean, Miz was out for a while. He was on Dancing with the Stars. But not, Miz just didn't look or sound to that level that I was that I used to think he was edge like I said he didn't seem to believe it when he said and you and you brought this up when we were talking before when edge says they even mention your name on another show to get a cheap pop that wasn't a cheap pop right when when CM Punk called him called MJF um, a less famous Miz that was a great moment right um so this was lacking it would have been better for for him for uh the miz if he had come out on his own and just blamed the fans for him not winning dancing with the stars that would have been funny and interesting but look i'll tell you when on twitter edge before raw had said who do you want to see me feud with yes i wrote back and wrote cedric alexander <laughs> Because I'm a fan. But um, yeah, this to me under-delivered. It wasn't edgy. And some of the reaction online is is very biting. It's very, you know, they tried to create a moment and, and imitate that great moment, but they just fell flat. You could tell this was written for them. Um, I hope it was because I didn't think it was very good for, for their standards. So I was disappointed with it. Now, what do you think? I'm not excited about this feud. No, I mean at no. all. To be honest with you, I I don't know why, but I felt. Listen, the Miz, the Miz is this. Let me tell you something. The Miz came from the real world on MTV. For people who don't know, that's the first reality show. Mm-hmm. That's he came from there. He became a wrestler. The Miz have surpassed his expectation. Yes, when he first came out as Mike Mizan with that hat on and those black oh. like um quarter three quarters of pants out and looking like looking like um looking like an old gangster uh, old tony like like tony d'angelo without the <laughs> without the wife beater <laughs> um he the, for him to come up with the the a-lister and to go to wrestlemania and do something that a lot of people haven't done as a he'll retain the title you know even though he was a secondary storyline because the, the main story was the Rock and Cena, 
at that mm-hmm. time. But still, for him to do that, that's a big accomplishment for him to do that because everybody thought Cena was going to win at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 27. Mm-hmm. So he surpassed his expectations, right? His match um, with Shane. That um, anything. Oh, I was there. That, that I was, was there. That was great. Uh, him and Mr. Miz, Mr. Miz, mm-hmm. and that was great. The Miz, when utilized great best, when he utilized the right ways, very entertaining. Um, I say this to say this is that I ain't excited about this match. Mm-hmm. I'm excited with this feud. Um, I, like I told you before, I think it's more or less it's going to end up being a mixed tag match with with Glamazon, Beth Phoenix, and mm. Maurice. That that's not a fair fight because Beth Phoenix is a real wrestler, and as, as far as a women's wrestler, and Maurice is not a tough girl. She's a she's a diva, right? right. So it, it wouldn't be fair, um, so to speak. Edge and, and Miz one on one. I don't think that ever happened. But um, may have may have happened, but I think they could have utilized both men in different storylines instead of putting them against each other right away. I agree. Um, the win again could have, he could have used them so many different ways. Um, Edge could have been to go, go against somebody different, new. It could have put put him in a title picture against Big E, maybe. You know or what I'm Austin saying? Theory or something like that. Yeah. Well. Austin Theory's not losing, so whoever going against Austin Theory is going to is going to win, you know. Big E got a win off of him because they had to do that. I, even though we were sh- we were shocked, I was shocked. I thought Austin Theory was going to win, and that would have made more sense because the, that that damn eggs um storyline would have made more sense. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and poor Sami Zayn. Um, but anyway, but I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not excited for this feud. Um, um, will they have great matches? I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think so. So that's what I feel about that. In other words, AJ Styles in the back and he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Omos got it in his face way more than AJ with the fire extinguisher. What so. the hell are they doing with AJ Styles? Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? Remember on Impact when they when AJ became a comedic character? Especially when Kurt Angle was there and Kurt Angle, his then wife, now Karen Jarrett, she would call him the Prince of Phenomenal. And they did all these skits where his high school track coach got involved and it's, it kind of feels in that territory. So the Street Profits took on the um, the Alpha the Alpha Academy and AJ Styles mysteriously gets off out of com- off the Comday booth and um, try to go after Montez Ford and... Um, and Montez kicks him off, and he just falls down with this look with the glasses off, and Omas looking at him, and they all looking dumbfounded. And I don't understand what the hell the, the point of this was. Who wrote this? Who booked this shit? But the Street Fighters, the, the Street Prophet defeated the Alpha Academy. What's your thoughts on this? You're a big AJ Styles fan. I am, but I'm, I love the match. I love the Alpha Academy and uh, Street Profits. Um, this match woke me up. Yeah, the ending, I, I totally agree with you. But, uh, you know, the action in the ring, I really enjoy it. Um, as far as what's going on, I have no idea. Me um, neither. You know, it's interesting. What were the biggest reactions we've seen in the last few months? It was, of course, Lashley when he was in the ring with Omos. And there was something else. I don't remember what it was. 
I'm trying to remember. But none of those things ever, you know, mattered, right? Nothing happened with them. So. Omos is, they're going to have a match between AJ and Omos. I mean, that's. That's where it's going, right? Yeah, that's where it's going. Because Omos is looking at AJ like he's a buffoon now. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. AJ is going to lose to Omos. Um, For sure. For sure. It's going to be like similar to, remember, um, Jake the Snake and The Undertaker? Right. Yeah. That was a WrestleMania match, though. It was, and it was really, you know, I think we all knew who was going to win the match, but what Jake used was trying to use mind games and outsmarting and and things like that. So that's kind of what AJ has in his bag. I wasn't so sure. I thought Jake was going to win. You did? Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I remember (laughs) he would say, trust me. And then, and me and Gene would say, I don't don't know if I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damian, um, Damian Priest, United States champion, defeated Apollo Crews with Commander Aziz. Your thoughts? I missed the match. I dozed off a little bit. How was it? (laughs) It was was okay. It could have been better than what it was. The next match was Raven Mysterio and Dominic. They defeated the Hurt Business. What the hell is it? I feel like MVP should sue the Hurt Business for using the name Hurt Business. They haven't been with MVP yet. And devaluing it, dragging it through the mud. I think I mentioned before what they've done with the Hurt Business now. I mean, what they've done with Alexander and Shelton. If if they decided, if MVP started to re- decide to restart the Hurt Business, they wouldn't make the cut anymore. It's it's not good. Um, five, um, ten, men, ten women tag. Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Nikki. Almost a superhero. And Rhea Ripley, they defeated Becky Lynch, Tamina, Carmella, Queen Zelina, and Dewdrop. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, the deck was kind of stacked against big time decks in this one. But, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why, but. Did you like happens. the match? Um, I like the people in it. You know, Carmella and Zelina were great. Um, so I liked it. It was okay, but I, I'm with you. I mean, when you have them all together, all ten in the ring, um, I'm it a fan. And the fifth one was the the twenty four seven champion Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you have them all in the ring, it's hard to see why Liv Morgan is the top contender, right? Because you have Bianca and all, and all of that. So I actually don't think something like that helps Liv Morgan. You know. I'm excited for my my best feud. I'm excited for Dewdrop and Bianca. I don't know why, but I'm excited for that match. I don't know why. I I, I just hope they let them go for 10 minutes, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 minutes, 15 minutes, and maybe I, I'll be happy. I think they can pull off a good match. I don't know. I just want to see Nia, I want to see Bianca body slam Dewdrop. She's going to. She might press her. Military oh wow. Pressure. Wow. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> She pulls up on those tights. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Main event, Kevin Owens um, defeated Big E by countout. Uh, I mean, disqualification. Um, Kevin Owens going outside. Seth Rollins on commentary. 
Um, Kevin Owens jumps on Seth Rollins inside the chair, started beating him up, pumping him to a, to a, to a non-bloody pulp. Ducks back in the ring. <laughs> the next thing you know, Seth Rollins jumps in the ring and attacks, attacks Kevin Owens. That was the masterful, um, the masterful pan of that Kevin Owens. He got Big E disqualified, and now he wins. And guess what? He is now in the title title match at day one. And Seth mm-hmm. Rollins gets mad, and next thing you know, we know he does. He mad at Big E, and he curb stopped Big E. <laughs> Good thought. Um, I have three things to say about it. one. The best thing of the night was Seth Rollins on commentary. And it was great to see Corey get to do his best work with Seth Rollins. Um, Cause Corey hasn't been the same with this particular three man team. So him interacting with Seth was amazing. I love when Byron Saxton said, but think of it this way, Seth, it could be you defeating Kevin and Biggie. And it says like, I like that. I, no, I don't. No, I don't. It's not fair. It's like he was. I loved his commentary. He's my absolute favorite. Now, number two, um, I will say the ending didn't make any sense. If Seth didn't want Biggie and didn't want um, Kevin Owens in the match, he should have just attacked Biggie, and then Kevin Owens would have been disqualified, right? Easy. Cool. Um, you know, I think if I can figure it out, so can an architect. Um, and number three. Um, you may see this as a compliment, but I'm, I don't mean it as a compliment. Okay. Okay. Biggie is the new elite hunter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was invisible in this match. It's the whole house. focus. <laughs> 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 the match has got to happen. Omos against the elite hunter. Whose house is it? That's um, right. He was invisible this whole match. The whole focus of the match was Seth and KO. It wasn't Big E, and he's the world champion. It was like he could have been anybody. He was invisible. It's like when they were having, when uh, I don't know who was being attacked, if it was the inner circle or someone or the Bucks or whatever, but then all the good guy AW guys came in the ring. And then like, oh, there's Jungle Boy. There's this, there's that. Oh, and who's that in the hood? I don't know. I think that's I think that's Kazarian. I think that's the elite. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes. We say this every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do say it every week. Or when when Jungle Boy, Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus are running to the ring, and they're like, "Look at it's Christian Cage and Jungle Saurus leading the charge," and it was actually Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's invisible. Or do you know what I just remembered? This goes way back. Do you remember when MJF was supposed to be Cody's best friend, and Cody got hit with the chair by the chairman Sean Spears? Uh-huh. And. MJF and all these wrestlers went to Cody's aid. Kazarian was there first. MJF just shoved Kazarian out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm just, I say, you know, like you would say, I say that to say this, and I like that one. Um, he's invisible. I've been saying for weeks, we've always been saying this. They need to do more with Big E. And we've given like tons of different things we would do if we were in, I mean, like all fans do. If I was in charge, I'd do this. And we had ideas. For Biggie, like you mentioned, they don't even have merchandise. They don't have a, they don't have a name for his reign the way they did with the Roman Empire or the um, the Almighty Era. They haven't done anything, but we, they're not going to. So now I think they need to move him out of the way. An unstable, I think they are. yeah. And I think you're right. And a lying Kevin Owens or an unstable Seth would be a better show. Like. 
paranoia. Who fault is that? Who fault is that though? They didn't. That it's mean, not they Biggie's. Hundred percent. They, they, they didn't have nothing for him. Nothing. K Woods him. is a has a better character direction than Big E, the champion. K Woods and Absolutely. the hand. How's yeah. that? <laughs> like come. <on. laughs> Yeah, not since not since May Young has the hand done so well, <laughs> and and so he's so he just is in the way now, and it doesn't make sense. So, you know, even if it was Randy Orton, you know, you know, Roman is the head of the table, Randy's the head of the snake. There's so, there's so many different things you could do. They're not doing it with Big E, and so end it now. Just to end Let's, it. Can I ask you a question? You just made up a sure. uh, something came to my head. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns is that a WrestleMania main event match? Yeah, it can be. It can be. I mean, that, does it stand out the way a Roman and Brock does? Well, no. But if they if they work on it, it could. I mean, if you implicate Riddle in it in some way, um, it might. You know. I don't know. Not for me. Well, maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it would be for me. Maybe I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it, look, there's more doubt about the finish to that match than there was ever about Roman and Big E. It's a uh, fact. That's a fact. And we both think Big E could have won that match in different ways. He should have. He should have. Absolutely. But they wasn't going to do it. No. You know? So, yeah, Big E is the new elite hunter. That's what the E stands for. Elite. <laughs> Big elite. Uh -oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, thumbs up, thumbs up for Raw. Um, you know what? For one reason only, Seth Rollins' commentary, thumbs up for me. I give it a thumbs up. You know what? I gotta say this. Why do you give it a thumbs up? Because <laughs> I enjoyed um everything. Listen, compared to when we first started this, first started this podcast and what we had then. And yeah, so what we right. have now, mm -hmm. um, th that that show was terrible when we first started. Mm -hmm. You know, it was terrible. Um, it it was it was a, a terrible situation. Yeah. Um, you know, so last um, week was a last week was a big step back. <laughs> this week right. is a little better. Right. So that's what I would say. It it was it was terrible, and um. Before and you, and that's when Drew was the champion, and it was terrible, terrible yeah, TV. Yeah, it really was. Um, so I give it a thumbs up. And we like Drew, nothing about Drew, but that's the timeline. Yeah, that's the timeline. it was it was terrible. The writing was terrible. Um, it, it was just bad. I don't want to go back to that, but it was terrible. Um, yeah. so that's why I give it a thumbs up. I, I think, um, that means you're I, always going to give it a thumbs up, even, right? even though, even though I don't like, I, I, and I see the storyline, and I gotta look at it for what it is. The story, how they get into the writing is this: how they got to the triple threat match. I like how they did that. You know, it was. Oh, the, you did that wasn't worthy of the world title picture, right. wasn't? But, that, but that's a C storyline, don't compared you? Compared to what they was doing before, instead of just making them putting him in the title shot, it's a reason why he's in there. You know what I mean? You're right. Before they would just have the general manager come out and say, right. "You know what I'm gonna do?" You're right. I'm put him in. It it make it makes sense why. You know, we might not say it's not a legitimate reason why. We might not like the reason why it's happening, 
on it. But it makes sense storyline why it the storyline interconnect, you know. So that's all I can say about that. If we it's really nice of you. I I totally agree with that in that sense. You're right. You're right about that. So moving on to SmackDown, Brock Lesnar is here. He's he wants to take on a shot for day one against um. Well, day one is getting a lot of a WWE airtime this week, right? Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn is supposed to be getting a um. He said he's the next challenger, and Brock Lesnar basically bullied Sami Zayn into <sighs> taking the, the the title to title shot tonight, and um. You know, he said he'll be in this corner. What's your thoughts on this? I really liked it. I mean, yes, it is true. Brock could have just come out and saved everybody 10, 15 minutes by putting him in a wrist lock to begin with and saying, you're going to have a match tonight. Brock's voice, it's different than, you know, he doesn't have like a really imposing voice, you know? But um, I loved it. And, you know, Sami Zayn had the moment with Vince McMahon last week. And so, you know, he clearly, everybody sees that he can, you can have a show with Sami Zayn having a prominent part of it because he's so gifted. He's so good. Do you know who, do you know who he reminds me of? Not in the same way as far as success so far, but he could be like the new Mick Foley, you know, Uh he could go back and forth. Like people can hate him, but people can love him too in a weird way. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Sammy's not getting, you know what? I would have loved to see Sammy and Roman at day one, but this is a bigger match. Did did you think, do you think they're going to have multiple Roman Brock matches now if they're going to do this for day one? It depends on, if Brock beats Roman, yes, I would say yes. And I would say that's going to be a WrestleMania match. Great point. Because if he loses to Roman, then that's right. That's... Because this this is what's going to happen. If he loses, then Roman's going to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, great point. Great point. Right. Well, you you're just so, light years ahead of me on this. I like right. it. So that's that's what they would do. They would say if they don't have no one else, they want to um <clears throat> to ascend. Then they would say, oh, if they don't feel no one else is ready for the main event of WrestleMania. Then they would just have Roman wins the belt, and then he automatically has to choose. Then they can play him on both shows, which will he can go on there, and whoever the champion there, whether it's Seth Rollins or whoever Big E, they can have him come over there or send Paul Heyman over there. Said a tribal chief will be here next week, whatever the situation may be. We have his decision. Send the Usos, so he could be played back both both shows, which will make both shows a little bit more interesting. Um. Do we want to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns fight again at WrestleMania? Probably not. Right. You know, but if he loses, because he got to lose eventually, right? Yeah. Um. So, and the, I think the only person they believe he done went through everyone and and the SmackDown, right? So, mm-hmm. Cesaro not going to beat him. Um, King Woods is not going to beat him. Kofi's not going to beat him. Um. Rich Holland might beat, beat him. Sami oh. Zayn might beat him somehow, and then Jeff Hardy gets his revenge against Sami Zayn. Jeff, I don't know. We'll see. well, we'll see. Isn't so, it? I it know. just feels like everything is up to whatever Roman wants to do. Whether he's if he gets some movie project or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, were you surprised I, that this match is happening at day one? 
No, I'm not surprised because um because they they're stacking this show up to be a big time show. Yeah. And um again, new content, that's all that matters. Right. So this is gonna be a big time show and you can see by what they're doing. Um the matches that's and the probably the Miz and, and the probably the Miz and Edge is gonna be on that show too. So it's gonna be a big time show. Um now does this by this make now I'm gonna ask you this. They did that with Crown Jewel, right? And then what they did with Crown Jewel made that a big show, but survive that hurt Survivor Series. Since they're sure doing, did. since they're doing day one in the same month, will that hurt the Royal Rumble? Not if, not if you know what you just said. If if Roman wins, if Roman loses, it'll be him in the Royal Rumble. That's must see. If Brock is cheated out of it, maybe it'll be Brock enters the Royal Rumble. That's must-see. Um, so I'd say no, just because the Royal Rumble is such a great gimmick match. Right? Well, if Brock is in the Royal Rumble, I will. I, I hope I hope they, they do something. Because he's a free agent. I hope this year they go with him and Bobby Lashley. And Hogan and Warrior interaction. Um, and the warrior, like they, like Hogan and the Warrior did in the in the ninety Royal Rumble. That's a great point, and it's a great way to test it out, right? Like we didn't, like the reaction to Omos and Lashley was huge. You could find out. I mean, not that they cared about the great reaction it got; they didn't do anything with it. But I mean, I get it, Omos. They didn't feel he was ready. But you could do. I mean, you could have these moments and just see what happens, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, um, Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, bullied and twisted his arm. Sami Zayn said he's going to use his title opportunity tonight against Roman. It was very um, funny. It was so right. funny. Sami Zayn is entertaining. Um, he he was on both shows. Um, yeah. You know, and um, you know, he's been featured prominently. Um, but he can see. fill airtime. He that's oh, oh that's the whole point of this. He can fill oh, airtime. Oh, as they did at the main events, and you saw how long he was in the ring for. Yeah. Yeah. When they did so much stuff, they did so much stuff with him in the ring. Man, they did backstage segments, um, uh, recaps, all kind of stuff with him waiting in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. So, so Sasha, it was amazing Banks, to get so much out of a out of a show without Roman in it until the end. Right. Sasha Banks defeated Shayna Baszler. Your your thoughts? This was. I felt like this was a CM Punk match. Right. Mm -hmm. They wanted to show her struggling. It was longer. So I think my guess is they see what CM Punk does on AEW and they did something similar with I really thought I really thought Sasha was gonna lose. It began to look like they were moving on in a bit in a different way and they were gonna do something different. But and she does use those um arm drags a lot, the way Jungle Boy does, sort of. Um but yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, they're doing kind of like a CM Punk showing us showing her struggling. But I really like the match. We got Happy Talk uh, with Did you Drew like and, it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. Happy Talk with um, Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> they hit their finish and move. Jeff Hardy hit his, hit his twist of fate, right? And I think um, Drew McIntyre, he hit the uh, Claymore on Madcap. It was so funny though. Madcap, I love his jokes. They were so bad, but they were funny. 
And then when Madcap was sent up to try to like apologize, it was funny. But it was, it was kind of weird. It's like when Jeff and Drew take their shirts off together. <laughs> but I guess the girls like it or the guys yeah. too. No judgment. And um, I think um, they might do this at day one, two, the tag team match. I, I like I didn't know Baron had so many tattoos on his legs, but that was um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Madcap. And, and and I love how they didn't break up over the battle royal when oh. Baron eliminated Madcap and Madcap thinks it's funny. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> The next match is God's Gift to Women. The Los Lotharios defeated the Viking Raiders. Well, this, was, this wasn't a great match, right? I mean, there was a mess-up, right? No, I, I hate using those terms, mess-ups or botches, whatever. It was just they were waiting for Boogs to get on the guitar. Mm-hmm. They might as well have just hit the finisher, and then Boogs could have interrupted the cover, right? Um, and also, the weird part is, there was no reason for the Viking Raiders to be upset because it was it wasn't it weird how the Boogs prevented them from hitting the finishing move and beating the Viking Raiders, but then they ended up just beating them a second later anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And the other weird thing was how the Viking Raiders, I guess they were doing their punching their chest thing throughout the commercial break mm-hmm. when the match started. I do like at the end the way they didn't end up fighting Shinsuke and Boogs. They, I didn't. I don't know their theme song well enough to know if Boogs was playing it well, but I, I thought that was nice when they were just all getting along at the end. King Woods announced. But what did, that, what did uh, you think about it? You're a Viking Raider. Vi- you're no, you're a War Machine fan. So what did you think? I thought it was okay, man. That's- I don't think people care about Los Lotharios, to be honest. But... God's gift to women. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> women care either, judging by the reaction. <laughs> I know uh, the next one is uh, King Woods. Um, he uh, brings back the hand. Kofi Kingston is back from the injury. And he defeated main event Jay Uso by disqualification. Your thoughts? It was okay. It was all this right. Le- I didn't have yeah. yeah, and this leads to a match. This is going to lead to the New Day versus, well, King Woods and 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 the hand Kofi against um the Usos for the tag team championship at day one. Yeah, sure. They might win it too, right? Right. Charlotte Flair with a promo talking about Tony Storm and the pie face, but then Tony Storm came comes out and hits her with a pie in the face now. So two pies, this is a pot, this is the pie. This is the pie food. <laughs> Your thoughts on this. I like it. And, and one of the things that I've said this before, I really like about Charlotte Flair is unlike some of the other, you know, quote unquote, four horsewomen who are kind of in always kind of in main event, type, you can put Charlotte anywhere, you know, because to her, she's the main event. So it doesn't matter if you put her against this person or that person, she'll make it more important. So I really, I really like this. I know you're a fan of Tony Storm. I liked her better in NXT. She just seemed a lot different. Um, yeah, you like a lot of NXT wrestlers in NXT. But <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, all of them, right? Um, yeah, yeah, well said. But um, Sammy Zayn. Okay. No, you're right. No, go ahead. Well, Sammy that's so Zane. funny. You're moving on, but Sammy Zayn is. He was really Sammy good. Sammy Zayn comes out. Too. Yeah. 
Sami Zayn comes out, and um, he's in the ring, and in the back, we had a commercial break. In the back, Naomi challenges Sonya Deville. Sonya says, as long as I'm in this suit, you cannot do nothing to me unless I'm in my ring gear. Sonya Deville accepts her challenges and slaps the shit out of Naomi right in her face. And Naomi can't do anything because she's in her suit. Then we get a raw recap. Right? <laughs> Sami Zayn's still in the ring. Then next thing you know, we cut back. Uh, Sami Zayn Sami Zayn's talking about he hates um, San Antonio. He doesn't. That's what that he was had. so funny. That was so funny. It's his worst place to be. Brock Lesnar comes out. Brock Lesnar comes out. And then what he does, he su- take him to Suplex City and hit him with an F5. Then stands him up in the in the, in the corner. Sammy's in the slumped over. And then we go to another commercial break. Then Roman comes out. <laughs> then, then the Uso, the family's name is on the floor now. He can't get up. The Usos helps him up. They win, they ring the type, they ring the bell. Ooh, ah, spear. <laughs> and that wasn't all. Right. And then he put him in the guillotine. But yet, but, but Sami Zayn was already out. But as soon as he put him in the guillotine, Sami Zayn started tapping him real quick. <laughs> game, game set, match, SmackDown's over. So it's going to yeah. be Roman versus um, Brock Lesnar at day one. Yeah, poor Sami. I mean, we everybody saw this. He wasn't going to get his match with Roman some way, somehow. I didn't know it would... I didn't, at day one, I didn't know it would be this painful. I thought they would cheat him out of it some other way. Well, they did. Oh. They, they didn't cheat him out. They beat him out of it. Yeah, they beat the crap out of him. But, you know, um, I didn't like, I mean, that slap on Naomi. Um, look, they need to explain this. I don't think they have a reason. I don't think they have a reason for, for Sonya's hatred of Naomi. They haven't thought of it yet. It's like the mystery GM or something like that. Um, there's nothing. And it's it's bad. Like it just, I just feel like it has this weird racist kind of thing to it, and I don't know. I don't like it at all. I'm looking forward to the match, but I think it took a it took a dark turn when she slapped her in the face and said, "You can't do anything because I'm above you" or something. So that kind of ruined that for me. But well, it all depends on what it all depends on her comeuppance. You know, if yeah, I'm if just Naomi saying I don't wins, think there's yeah. We'll see Go. what happens. Do you think they're going to have an explanation, or do you think that ship has sailed and they don't have one? Did they explain why the demon, um, the rings? Um... <laughs> no. All right, then. <laughs> there you go. Thumbs up and thumbs down for SmackDown. Thumbs down for me. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Thumbs up for Sami Zayn. He made the show. I thought it was yeah. That's right. Thumbs up. Rampage. I'm sorry. AEW Dynamite. Daniel Bryan defeated. Number five from the Dark Order, Hangman. They Jim Ross is not there. He has um. He yeah. but why, this is one thing I didn't like about AEW. Yeah. Right. Get well soon, good old Jr. Yes. Um. So the thing is this: is that if he's not there, I'd say okay. So we can just gonna get Tony and and Excalibur, and I say okay, that's gonna be great. They started filling the damn. That third chair with any and everybody. What that? Let the two. Go. You don't need a third person on damn commentary. You have the great Tony Schiavone, and you have the excited Tope Suicida Excalibur. Leave, let them guys go, man. Let them. Let them two guys go. You don't need no one. If you really want, use Mark Henry. You could use Paul White. 
or Taz, which they use later on. You know? Yeah, I wish they used Paul White more for commentary. Right. Yeah. But he's on elevation and dark. Oh. But anyway, Brian Brian Danielson defeated um um number five. He 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 beat the hell out of him, kicked the hell out of him in his face, and then he made him with a knee bar, made yeah. him tap out. Then Hangman tried to get him to fight. And you know what Hang, you know what did Brian Danielson say? He said, Nope, and went to the back. Your thoughts. No. Yeah, it was it's kind of what we've been seeing. It's it's he's going through the dark order, he's gonna do this to everybody and um Again, I don't like what they're doing with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Me neither. But yeah, you know, I mean. But they had to. They have to. They had to make a hill, and they, they didn't have to put him in the fight. No, they didn't have to. Yeah, they didn't have to do have the match that they're having. Right. Yeah. It's weird that Hangman's first opponent is somebody nobody really thinks he's going to beat. You know? <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, do you know, I'm just gonna say, like, as a kind of a preamble to this, this this dynamite felt like a rampage to me in a way, for some reason. You know, you know what? Because the top stars were basically fighting jobbers, as we're gonna see in the next one. Like CM Punk took on Lee Moriarty, and the crazy thing about it, Lee Moriarty got a lot of offense on CM Punk, but we never, no, the crowd wasn't into it, and no one knew Lee Moriarty was going to beat CM Punk anyway. But CM Punk's taking a lot of punishment and a lot of moves and giving him a lot of offense. For what? He don't need to do that. CM Punk don't need to well, wrestle every week. Just don't make let sense. Let me tell you, I mean, the they really got me into the match towards the end. Mm-hmm. And when he ended up with Lee on his shoulders for the go to sleep, that was awesome. It was. The way he did that. I'll tell you, you know what? MJF distracted me from really enjoying the match. Because I love, I feel like if you're a pro wrestling fan, you have to watch every CM Punk match since he's in AEW. Because he really is putting everything into it. Lee Moriarty did some huge things. There was actually a moment where Lee had him pinned. I didn't really think CM Punk kicked out at two and a half. It looked like it was a three, actually. You're um, talking about one of those roll-ups. Yeah, do you, you know the one I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a close one. So I really enjoyed that match. They got me into it, but I think the reason it took me a while to get into it was I was distracted by MJF's commentary, but I really liked the match. And then they try to go at it again after the match with um, the, war, the, the war of words between MJF and CM Punk. What was your thought? Did not like what, what MJF said about Britt Baker. That disempowers her. What she said. He said, uh, it's like as pathetic as watching you try to get in Britt Baker's pants. Mm. And it's like, that didn't belong in that, you know. And actually when they, like she's the women's champ. And you don't need to put her in that. And Well, he brought, CM Punk brought her up first. Yeah, he brought her up as she's a real pillar more than MJF. Well, she's all day, well I'm and in storyline mode. I'm pretty sure that this was, this was, was this was approved before? I pretty much think so. Uh, that just, well, especially with Adam, especially with right? especially with Adam Cole, that her, her husband or her boyfriend is there. So I don't know. They could have had some. Heat I just think it didn't fit. I just think with everything MJF says, he just throws things against the wall. He's a he's shot. Like, he's Howard Stern, big man. That's who. No, he he's not. He's nowhere near as deep cutting. He's, as that's Howard what he's trying Stern. to be. He tried to, That's what he tried to be. He tried to be. No, Howard I, Stern. I, 
he may be trying to be, but like I agree with some of the early comments on YouTube when they'd show his AEW promos and everyone's like, oh my God, this is the best heel in the business. And people would write like, I don't know, saying all the fans live in their parents' basement. That's not exactly cutting edge. Or like, CM Punk, you're trying to get in Britt Baker's best. No, he's not. Nobody believes that. It's just, or he's like, I'm going to be better than Piper in Portland. Oh, good for you. You did some research and read that Piper was a big deal in Portland. It's just he throws everything against the wall. And, and so none of it means anything to a, to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. CM Punk staring at MJF before the match started, the look on CM Punk's face of it almost shades of concern or what's this about? I mean, this is to me, this is CM Punk's best work. I mean, since he's been in AEW, he's right. had a great career, but this is his best work. Adam Cole comes out. I don't know why he comes out and didn't do a, a bow. Um, yeah, he had a ring entrance to then he was supposed to be on commentary. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. he got into it with, with my boy Orange. And, <laughs> um, and then they ended up, the uh, then they, uh, the Young Bucks comes out. They start beating up on Orange doing the Orange super kick. Then they all did a super, the real super kick to them. And then they was about to do the BTE trigger. But here comes... Um, Willa Yuta <laughs> and my boy Chuck Teller. Where's Trent, man? I need Trent and Trent mom. <laughs> He's been injured for a long Yeah, Trent's mom. Remember that? Then they've added the question mark after Trent mm -hmm. in his name. He was injured. Did he have back surgery or neck surgery or something? But yeah, this was, they did this a couple of times, right? This week, the, the stuff on the ramp. And it felt very NXT. Well, shit. The way the, the way that it is, it is NXT. This is what NXT was. This is that they did NXT better than NXT, and they had more stars. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at it, the majority of people in NXT is from there. But don't you think this was like so rushed? It's like, oh, they lost to Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian, and now, oh, now there's this thing with the best friends, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they have to have something for them to do, right? So they need a few for them to win. And Orange Cassidy, his, 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 he has went down. He was on the way up, and he has went down the last year or so. Well, the pandemic um, hurt him, right? Yeah. Like, um, and also, I, I really think he is somebody who has wrestled too much. Mm -hmm. You know? He's an He don't get the mic a lot. He don't get the mic neither. But when he, he gets the, the mic, it's not that great either when he's all passionate and, and that's not his character, you know? Well, Jungle Boy neither. Like, no, no. But I, MC, we talk about we talk about um, MJF, right? Because you're not really a fan of his, right? But out of the oh, four pillars... I was a fan of his, his match with um, Darby, but right. no, I don't think he's as... I think he's overhyped. I don't think so he's So the four pillars, right, of AEW is Jungle Boy, Darby Allin, Guevara and MJF. MJF the best talk out of all of them. I like Sammy, but I think I think um I think this whole I mean MJF came up with that whole four pillars about those are the That's true. It, I don't think it matters. I don't know pillars are pillars are like the foundational like people the people who you know the four pillars comes from the the, the um what is it all Japan or the new J I forgot which one it was but those are the people. The four pillars of of AEW. It's 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 Jericho, the Bucks, and Cody and Omega, like pillars. And that that's the equivalent of the Japanese. As far as the young stars, 
these are people they brought in. I mean, if, you know, if one of those four left, they'd be okay. Like if Sammy, you know, if something else he had said, like, you know, he said the comments about, um, about uh, Sasha Banks a few years ago that came back to haunt him and he had to go to sensitivity training. If they decided to have released him, they just would have released him. He and wouldn't have made it no else. No. I don't think he would. No. He can't. He's not a WWE star. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, well, I definitely wouldn't bring him into WWE over that after that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think um, I don't I, I don't buy the whole four pillars because if they don't work out, they'll just get somebody else. You know, okay. that's that's business. You know, I hear you. I hear you. But I was saying that my, my point was, is that he is the best talk out of all of them. Um, even Orange, he's better than Orange, too. But oh, superstar, sure. why, super, mm-hmm. the ceiling for superstardom is high for Orange. You know, yeah. and he hasn't, and he has taken a step back, you know, in my, in my, in the Brooklyn Mall's opinion. No, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, with most wrestlers, you could say, well, this is their way back because he had such a unique appeal. I have no idea what his way back would be. It's up to the fans a hundred percent. Right. Like, um, but yeah, no, but I, I agree with you. And, and it's funny. I may not, I may talk about how I'm not a fan of MJF. I think he's overrated. I never turn the channel when he's right. on. Warlow def- squashes AC Adams. <laughs> Poor AC Adams. That was it. Yeah. He hit him. He beat him. He's beat him in like two, maybe 10 seconds, maybe 15, 20 seconds. He beat him. Powerbomb. That was it. Moving on. I love how he rolls the person back to him for another powerbomb. Oh, yeah. How does he do what? that? He takes their legs or like I don't I, I, I'm trying to visualize it but he does it in a way that it looks um it looks so cool like he can just keep going and going and going Wardlow is the Wardlow is is one of my favorites that they don't use him and Brian Cage that they don't use a lot and they're underutilizing these guys um so missed opportunities right he had right. The, but yeah I mean it would have been better if it if he had done his break from MJF earlier. Yeah. Right. My favorite match of the week right now, Darby Allen and Sting defeated the gun club. Loved it. Loved Sting it. and Sting is all Sting is undefeated at 2021, baby. Oh! <laughs> Your man Sting. That's Love right. It. Sting looked good in the ring, man. Yo, man. What he's like 60? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I, I like his music because I I was I know you're one of the biggest Sting fans. You weren't a fan of that song, right? From WCW, man called Sting. Ah, uh, he does this. He does, he does that. that. <laughs> Stupid song. Around in the strange. It was the it wasn't as bad as the ride. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Family Man song. <laughs> <laughs> that I remember him and and um. Him, Sting, and Rick Rude had a, vid- a battle of the videos, battle of the theme songs. <laughs> well, oh, you know what the, the worst was um, when they had the new WCW album where all the themes came out on, right? Like the natural and all that. Yeah. Well, um, well, they call him the natural, natural. That was a good one. You know what's funny? That, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no, go ahead. I think the person that's simply ravishing knows. Um, I think that song. 
I think maybe the same people, the same person made that song. <laughs> I made both songs. Oh, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do too. And and um, do you remember when they had the contest about, it wasn't really a contest, like what's the best song? And right. it was Michael Hayes and um, one of the guys from Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Right. And it was so funny because it's like Leonard Skinner. And so anytime it was like a song with rap or like a black wrestler's entry, she's like, yeah, I don't really like that one. <laughs> it was like, and the final was like the natural against Ron Simmons, which was good. He's like, yeah, I don't really like that Ron Simmons song. <laughs> like, I didn't, you know what? I, my, my favorite one was the maybe um, they should have put, I don't know if two cold Scorpio was up there. Um, two cold Scorpio. That was one of my favorites. So I still watch that on YouTube every now and then. That. I don't remember his song. When he went there, he's like, yo, guys, stay in school, guys. <laughs> he jumped out his limousine, and then they started dancing, doing the two-cold Scorpio. <laughs> he's amazing. I mean, he really is on – he really was special, yeah. Yeah. Way more influential. Than, he's really one of the first people, at least in the United States, we saw who did – talk about the mold, the great – high-flying wrestler who doesn't say very much right you exactly. can say that's like ricochet innovative. that's like everybody now right. he yeah. was doing some innovative moves that we never seen before you know and he wasn't a skinny guy nope. like a, no no but yeah. back to sting and darby allen they defeated the gun <laughs> club and sting did what he did he hit him with the scorpion death drop and darby allen was that we don't call that this his shotgun tope superseer is that joint is very impactful. It's like a, it's like something he shot out of a cannon. Yeah, I don't know you how know? he does it. Yeah, it's I like he does it so much. It's, it's a lot of, it's, it's fast and it's impactful. It's what do you call it? What do you call it? I know you're a big Darby Allen fan. What's what's that move called? It's not called a, a tope suicida, right? No, no, it's. I think it's called the Darby. Allen. I'm gonna call it the Darby Allen torpedo because once he shot, he sh when he comes out that thing. It's like he hits you with force. Yeah, like he bounced off of them. Mm. He bounced off of um one of the, the gun people. Mm -hmm. Like it was amazing. Like it was um and that match was so good and it's just fun and Billy Gunn is great. Um his little son is the one with I mean, I think the, the one on the outside of the ring, I think is older, right? Yeah, that's the racist one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's like screaming the whole match. I yeah. thought that was funny. Um, yeah, we need was... some. We need, we need to hear some audio and see what he's what he's what what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're, right. You're right. It's like it's always funny. Like with celebrities when they use like racist language on Twitter when they were younger, but younger being like 17, which isn't like super young. But it's like it's still something that you know, even if you're not famous, it's like you're writing it to the world, right? That's true. That's true. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia beat up Jericho in the back. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense that they would beat him up. It didn't look like a real great beatdown, you know? Beatdowns in the back usually don't look very, very good. This was no exception. But, um, I think they've done a great job of making everybody hate them, and now fans just want to see them get beaten up. Leo, uh, Dante Martin chose to be with um, Team Taz. 
New yeah, York we Rush forgot comes to out mention that last London. week, but that was a right. big shocker. The fan, the did team. you hear the fans when he signed with Team Taz in the arena? There was a gasp. Mm-hmm. And What's so they had another kind of. I think it's an interesting wrinkle. I actually like it. I actually like it. Um, I mean, you could say, "Oh, he's on Team Taz," but I think this leaves a lot of drama open. Um, and you know, Dante Martin might really like it. Like we've talked about what happened with Private Party. They were, you know, they beat the Young Bucks in the first round of the tournament in the beginning of AEW. Then they joined the Matt Hardy group, and we don't see them. For all we know, they they might love it. You know, they're with Matt Hardy from the Hardy Boys, and who knows what what else they get to do. But I love the the twist in this, and I did not see that coming. And I'm a huge Leo Rush fan, and so it's kind of him against Team Taz. I really like this. TBS champ, TBS title tournament. Ruby Ruby um, Soho defeated Chris Statlander in a very in a very entertaining and shocking match. I thought Chris Statlander was going to win, but hey, Ruby's being pushed really hard right now. This was a great match, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. This really, really, really was a great match. And um, I'm with you. I thought Statlander would win because I actually wanted to see her against Nyla Rose. That's the next one, right? Yep. I thought that would be great. I think Statlander, you know, as, as you always say, needs to win some more. Cause she's so good. Ruby Soho is interesting. Like she's someone who, you know, like you said, they, she, they have her as kind of like this veteran, this like great top person, but almost when you look at her and in her mood, she, she'd be so good as the underdog too. Right. Um, just cause she's smaller than a lot of them. Boy, she, but, boy, they, boy, they booking her like WWE never booked her this strong. She's booked as strong as, I don't know how long this is going to last. She can talk think, too. I don't know. She can and, talk. and she could be a hill too. So I don't she know. Could. You know, I don't know. And I the could main see her of, with Britt Baker. You know, I mean. We'll see. We'll see. Cody Rhodes and Andrade fought in an Atlanta street fight. <laughs> Atlanta and uh, now Cody got a mix, and this he's from Atlanta, Georgia, and he got a mixed reaction. There was some Cody sucks there. Cody Rhodes is AEW's Roman Reigns and John Cena. It's boo- It's cool to boo them. They don't even know why they're booing them. They just cool. They just booing them just to boo them. Because he did nothing to be booed. I'm glad you said that because it's exactly right. And this was the first time where you, I think you heard fans who, who don't boo Cody, but maybe either on the fence or like him, felt compelled to actively cheer for him, right? Like you heard people going out of their way to cheer for him. But those those boos are very strong. Um, yeah, I didn't, and I'm like you. Like I've never been a big Cody Rhodes fan, but but for people who are cheering him all the way and now to turn on him, I don't get that at all. But this match, what was on his back? Was that from ice or was that soda or something? I don't know where that from because they was when I was watching it, I was like, what is that from? I, my son asked me what that was, and I was like, um. I think that was from like the garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might have so, been. Yeah. It was from the garbage. So I don't know. He's like a chicken. <laughs> He's a chicken. So I don't know. Like there isn't something they put on themselves before if he knew he was going to go through fire, probably, right? Nothing like that. I don't Maybe. know. 
I don't know. Because, I wish there was. That's safer if they because, have some kind of gel. Because, because at a because the craziest thing out of this big man's watching this is that they was doing table spots. They did. He did. He pulled out the golden shovel. Um, he pulled out the head sledgehammer in reference to oh, Triple H. Oh, that was good. The sledgehammer was yeah. Right. So then he pulled out the golden shovel like he's he burying people, right? So so. Oh, is that what I, that was? That, yeah, like yeah, the golden shovel. I, didn't get so, that. I was like, did he have that in the past or something? That's I what I thought. It, that's what I interpreted it to be. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So great, now great work. The, the crazy thing about it is for now they set up a table right, and then now on they they fighting on the ropes, and and Dry back is turning. Cody's you know trying to you know backdrop him or whatever, but. A person with a mat with a, a hoodie come on, and started spraying. Um, what is that? Um, lighter fluid. It's lighter fluid, yeah. right? And and then take it off. It's Brandy Rhodes. Now and then she lights it on fire. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? This What's did not work. Policy. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm wondering. First of all, both of them got their shirts off. That's number one. Yeah. First of all, why are they doing this? To, and I said, "Is this ECW? What the hell is going on here?" They did that wrong, because normally people go through flaming tables. They um they have shirts on or something like that, right? That's normally, right? So he does the 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 reverse superplex, and Andrade tips it, and his whole back, Cody Rhodes' back, goes into the table more than Andrade, yeah. and he pins them. And why he trying to pin them? His arm was still on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then did you see like it was black on his back and things right. like that? It was right. This and was Brandy like... was fine. Like she wasn't like concerned at all. Who? Brandy? Brandy? Yeah, she wasn't concerned at all when they were so No, she did. She, no, she looked at him as like he really now I wanted to see Rose to the top on this shit. I hope they they yeah. I hope they taped this episode for this because she looked at him. And she kissed him, and she was like, she was thinking like, well, you know, you did it, babe. You wanted to, you wanted to try it, and you pulled it off, and you know, because he want, I don't know what reason why he wanted to do something like that. He this said, was a, um, that what I read online was because the last time, I don't know, I don't know if it's some anniversary of something, but when he did the moonsault off the cage onto Wardlow, mm -hmm. he felt for this match he had to top that. That was not smart. I mean, I listen, man. At the end of the day, that it, they, they, it's because his whole back went into it, and he was on fire. It was, it was stupid. Um, yeah. In my, in my opinion, it was stupid. Um, they didn't put, they didn't even pull it off correctly. And for for Andrade to want to do that too, to even want to consider going, because you never know what when you're doing fire, you can't control fire. You know, no. so you never know no. how that's unpredictable. So you don't know how that's gonna go. Um, doing a a, a, a superplex is you never know. You got to get all the way over. You got you got to do that perfect every time. So no I one wouldn't want to be the. I wouldn't even want to have been Brandy lighting the table. Like you don't know how those flames are gonna go. Right, but that's just like that's like um doing a grill, you know, and, and doing charcoal. It sometimes I don't it, do it, grills, it, so I don't know. Right, so yeah. sometimes it may go the the flame might go up. You know, depends, but I'm pretty sure they 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 went over that um earlier in the day. 
but they 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 pushed the the table was too close. It was, but maybe that's but maybe that's maybe that's when Andrade said he said he didn't really want to go in it, but that's his head went his head went into it, you know. So his body missed, but his face went into it. But I don't I didn't hear about no injuries from Andrade. It's not Andrade's type of match, you know. It it just right. he didn't get to do the things that make him special because it was a street fight. Right. And but it was good though. It was pretty good. Oh, it I mean, was good. Gotta... And what I really like about it is it's totally understandable why Cody would win that fight. Right. You know, I think he punches harder than Andrade. Like if, like if I was the eleven-year-old me in front of the television, I'd be like, "Well, Andrade's a better wrestler, but Cody can punch harder." And and you know, it's an Atlanta street fight, and he's from right. Atlanta, so you got that. <laughs> so know? let me say this: Cody Rhodes come out his whole presentation. A lot of people, Cody Rhodes is a superstar in AEW. Yeah. He's a superstar. Now, if he's the person, if he's the lead right now and go to somewhere else, he would be treated as a superstar now. Yes. His whole look, his look has changed from last time we saw Stardust. Yeah. So that's the last time. Skinny. His whole look, or even or even dashing Cody Rhodes with the oh, mustache. That's terrible. terrible. Even that. He's a different wrestler. He's got he changed his look. His outfit, his entrance, his whole presentation, the way he talks. He's the best promo that they got. I'm waiting to see when him and, and CM Punk go at it promo-wise in a feud. Because he, he has, out of all the top promos in AEW, he has some of the top ten. He has at least five, four or five of them, you know. Cody? Yes. Okay. I don't think so, but. You don't think so? No. No, I don't. Okay. I don't think he's good at that. I think he do you know, is. Do you know what? I think he's too wordy. I think he says a lot. Well, he, 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 well, yeah, he does. He, he, you know, he's very articulate, and he wants, to, yeah, you know, overly it's articulate. Not, you know, right. So, I, I think so. But he's a star. He's a superstar. I don't think he needed to do that unless it means something. And I don't think this warranted this few warranted that. But it was shocking. At least I thought we was in EC ACW. You know, but hey, what can we do? Do you know what? Do you know who might help him? With the fans, get him back. A E E C W, A A A E C W. I like that. I think if he had a feud with like a Dan Lambert, and Lambert could like put down Cody or talk about his father and things like that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So what you give this? A thumbs up, a thumbs down. You know, I I like um, I like AEW, and I always judge it differently. I don't compare it to like most wrestling shows because it's just its own entity. They do whatever they feel like. Um, it's hard to say. I'll I'll give it a. A man up. was on fire. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Man was on fire. Thumbs. Thumbs up. up. Thumbs up for me as well. Rampage. By the way, I wanted to say something. I know we did our WWE coverage. I was, you know, the Zia Lee, the Protector. The protect, oh yes, the protect. It has a bit of Miro the Redeemer to it. Oh, Zaylee, Zaylee is not going to get pushed. <laughs> oh, you know. I think the problem is they do these things, but the way you know pro wrestling, like people do so many crazy things. I don't think there's anything she can do in the ring that'll make you say, "Oh, she's going to be the best." You know, I think she's a glorified Max Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I like Max. You did too. We were kids. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, I love Max Moon. Oh man. I love him and Glacier. Especially Glacier when he first came out. 
Oh, Speaking man. of so K Dog Max Moon, but Glacier was backstage. Oh yeah? He was I there with Jonathan out. Gresham and, and some of the others. Yeah. That's right. Rampage, um the TNT championship. Sammy Guevara defeated uh, Tony Nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Oh. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, it was all right. It was like an NXT match. Um, Tony Nice is is okay. Um, you know, he's a, you know, he's two hundred five live, right? Yeah, he's um, very very good. He's he looks much bigger. He's very well. He got muscle definition. He looks real big than when. He's short, but he's really defined. He's like he's like John Silver. Yeah, he's he's bigger than Pac, but it's kind of the same thing. Like in WWE, you're like, oh, that's Pac, but then you see him here, and you're like, oh wow, you know. So this was no the the the, the match was never in doubt. Sammy Guevara, they bringing in different people to, to feed Sammy Guevara now. Um, that's the problem. Yeah. Sammy Guevara TNT title reign is not as good as. Um, it's it's been a disappointment to be quite it's honest. It's the worst you. one. It's the worst right. one they've had. Yeah, <clears throat> they should have never get took the belt off of Miro. Um, no. they should have never took it off Miro. Um, I know why they did it, but it's it's not good. Um, that's all I gotta say about that. Well, we were talking about when Cody was TNT champion. They would bring in people, and some of them it was their first time on national television. Ricky Starks, Warhorse, um, and then he would fight some people. Yeah, and then he would fight some people who had been in AW but were in tag teams like Mark Quinn, Scorpio, mm-hmm. Sunny Kiss, giving them singles matches. Darby Allen did some of that too. This is the first time we're seeing with this belt with Sammy Guevara. They're bringing in established people just to lose to him. And last week and this week, they're pushing this whole Sammy's a fighter. He's never going to quit. And you see him hitting himself and he's on the underdog. It was, a, it was way more ridiculous the other week when he was against, um, when he was against Black, Jay Lethal, Black Machismo, because there was the part where he was being checked on at ringside for like five minutes. And it was like, Sammy's going to get back in the ring. Um, I think... You know, the AEW fan base, and this is just my and this is just me being judgmental. I have no idea. I think they can be very sarcastic. They're very um they're very aware. Um and I think Sammy is at risk of having fans turn against him if they keep seeing this. Well shit, they turned on Cody, who did yeah, more than, than for them than they, they did on... who did more for 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 AEW wrestling fans than basically. He's the reason there anyone... is an AEW. He's exactly. the reason there is an AEW. They t- and I just think like two people who I think may be at some risk are Sammy Guevara and and Jungle Boy. Because Jungle Boy. a little bit, because we'll, we'll both see Luchasaurus gets most of the reaction now. Yes. Um that's and because you that, that's you know why, right? They because Jungle No, because Jungle Boy has been taking a lot of losses and Luchasaurus well, haven't lost. Down a little bit. Now he's he's beating people and he's he beat Bobby Fish and then he beats um I guess he's beaten Bobby Fish more than once, but shit, everybody beat Bobby Fish. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. I think um 
but I think Sammy Guevara, especially Sammy's great when he's a bad guy. This Sammy, the hero, it's kind of like when Sasha Banks tries to be a hero, you know. Sasha um, Banks works either way, but she's not Sasha. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is not Sasha Banks. No, no, but her character is way better. I, Sasha as a good guy just doesn't work for me at all. Right. No, I understand what you're saying, but she could do both. Even though Ric Flair could do both, but Ric Flair the Hill is better than Ric Flair the Babyface. Right. Ric Flair the baby face is more of like literally Ric Flair crying and being emotional like a baby to be honest. Like he gets very passionate. Um, but yeah, this isn't working. Sammy the fighter, I think fans might think it's hokey and right. it could turn against him. Right. That's just I think so. What you see to- so where you see Tony Nice? I have no idea. I don't you know, I don't know what his um well here's what I'd say. I don't know where else he would have gone, right? Um, look, being here was a huge opportunity. He had a great match. I mean, what's he going to do? Sign with MLW and WA Power, be on the internet a few times, you know? So this was good for him, but he's in that Tony, it's Tony Nice, Bobby Fish, like that kind of thing. I think he can do a lot. And I, one thing AEW is really good at is they can make us forget the bad things. You know, they have so many things going on. It's kind of a blur. Like, remember we said last time, Eddie Kingston was like a manager and saying, Penta's my best friend. And it was like, okay, whatever. And now he's like one of the greatest, right? So, I, I, you know, if they want to do something with Tony Nese, I'm sure they will. And it'll he, be remind me of, he remind me, of, he looks like Tommy Dreamer with his haircut. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right, moving on. Jay Cargill defeated a tie, a tie fighter. <laughs> she she defeated what what do they call her the kicking the kick something i don't Did know you her ass got kicked <laughs> she looked scary she looked she I like would, tom post sister from from um kickboxer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she looked like a video game like she looked scary tom and post. i wanted to see her and they called her the kicking demon and she didn't kick she didn't get a kick and she went for a headlock and she, she thunder rose's student she didn't, she didn't kick she get a kick. He got her ass kicked. Yeah. Jay Cargo killed her. But then Thunder Rosa runs out, and and uh, she got the best of Jay Cargo and left her leg. Too little to, to mess with Jay Cargo, but I, I see what they're doing. So it's gonna be Jay Cargo and Thunder Rosa in the TNTBS Championship, and boy, they're boy they're dragging this um tournament out. Boy, it's they're dragging. Really interesting though, because the finals, I think the. Most people probably think it'll be because you think Jade Cargill. This is she can't not win this tournament. You feel she cannot not no. But if it's not Jade versus Nyla because they never resolve that, that could be the final. It's going to be but Ruby if Soho. It's not right if it's Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. People are going to watch that too. I think it's going to be Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho. That'll be it too. Yeah, main event FTR just. They they defeated Pentagon El Zero Mirror and Pac. Where's Ray Phoenix? He had travel problems. I read. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, they they traveling won these days. You know the COVID and everything. It's yeah. What was your thoughts on this? Uh, um. Well, I think we know the Penta his best matches tag team are with the box. I actually think FTR's best matches, they do great elevating and helping tag teams like Lucha Express or even your Varsity Blondes. 
Um, Where are the varsity balls at? They haven't been seen. <laughs> your yet. favorite tag they team. They've been relegated on dark. <laughs> well, they're getting wins, right? They're now 99 and whatever. You know, but um, they're... um. The match was okay. I just think FTR's best matches are against other teams that are mostly on the ground. Um, and I think Lucha is best with, uh, you know, the uh, Young Bucks. Look, I really enjoyed this match too, by the way. Um, but um, it just seemed to keep going on and on. I began to think it might be a time limit draw because the ending just kind of happened so quickly um, out of nowhere. But... Um, it was fine, and they took the mask off. I don't know if they meant to. It just kind of came off, didn't it, at the end? But uh, it's weird. I, I mean, I'm not really... I like Pac, but the whole Death Triangle thing, I was never that into anyway. What do you think? But Alistair Black blinding him was, whoa. That's going to go somewhere. Yeah. We'll see. Cash Wheeler, he he's starting to do a lot of flips and stuff like that, and he's showing his athleticism a whole lot. Yeah. Dax yeah. is showing, you know, a lot of his ground and pound work. FTR to me is like their best tag team in AEW. Um because they can do it all. You know they, they can do they, anything. They can work with anybody. They yeah. work with anyone. So they're their best tag team. They're the best tag team to me. Um and their matches are different. It's not the same old type of match. They're not filled with high spots. They're filled with um they're like CM Punk, you know. They, 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 whatever they do, it makes sense. You know, they do a hot spot, it makes sense. So the addition of Tully, he gets involved, it makes sense. So they're their best AEW best tag team to me, as far as the match goes. Cool. I love Pentagon. I love Pentagon. I love Pac is good. So this match was good. I said with Malachi Black coming in and spraying him, it shows he's still evil and dastardly, and it, you know. He needs he's he has taken a step back a lot too. He had a lot of momentum. Yeah, putting him with the Andrade thing was right. a step back. He, yeah. Yeah, he, he needed that. He could have kept on his own. Um Andrade could have been by himself with him borrowing people from the pinnacle, paying people from the pinnacle. That was f- cool. I I like that. Um so but yeah, I, I thought this was a good match and FTR is their best tag team. So It'll be interesting to see what they. Oh, th- go ahead. What was go ahead, go ahead. You say interesting. Go ahead. I think it's interesting. I think with Malachi Black, you know, they. It was a weird. It was a weird thing. Um, um, Excalibur said at the end, like, "Oh, he's blind," and, he's, and then Excalibur says, "The House of Black is strengthening," <laughs> something like that. Right. And it just seems like they use they use him to try to advance storylines. Like they probably give him the paper and say this. It could be. It could be about Pac joining the House of Black. Like now he sees Black. And right. so once his vision comes back, he'll see that Malachi Black is the answer. That, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I loved seeing him do something evil and then sitting at ringside. Because to me, he's like their undertaker. Right. You know, I'm with you. As far as thumbs up, thumbs down. Again, I think it's it's really hard to give Rampage a thumbs down because it's only an hour and a lot of stuff happens. Right. Right. Well, I am. Thumbs down. <laughs> Why? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't like the, the first match. Uh, no, neither did I. Neither did I. I, I you know, um, it's, I don't know. I just, that's just me. My best, my best match of the week 
was two of a Sting and, and Darby versus um the Gun Club and Cody and Andrade, the, the Atlanta Street Fight. And the best show for me was Dynamite. What was yours? Oh, gee. Match of the week is tough. Um, I'll be honest. I'll just think out loud for a moment. I really did like Alpha Academy, the match with them and the Street Profits for the most part. Um, I also really liked the um, Jade... No, not the Jade Cargo. The, um, the Statlander match against Ruby Soho. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what I'm going to say? My match of the week? Um, it's going to be, I'm giving it to, well-deserved in my book, um, Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. Oh, that was a good match. That really best, was. Best show of the week? <sighs> Um, I'll say, I'll say dynamite. I'll say dynamite. I, I it's really splitting hairs. But what do you right. think? What One did you more, say? I said dynamite. Okay. Let me ask you a question. What was the worst segment of the of the week? Oh wow! I did see impact. <laughs> By the way, did you see um Bronson Reed's debut? No, I did. He was awesome. He's Jonah. Jonah. In Impact. And he was wrestling that Jai, Jay Vidal. He's, I think it's Jay Vidal. Because they're in Vegas. I think they're still there. And he's the wrestler. He's um, openly gay. He's, he's, there's like, um, he's really good. He's the one who fought, um, who we talked about. He had the kind of like jobber match against Eric Young a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was in like a last daddy standing match for a for a gay wrestling company, but where he was on the card. But um yeah, Bronson Reed was amazing in that match. He's very good. But I'm gonna um, check that out. Worst segment of the week to me. Um I'll I'll actually say it was I, I hate to do this because WWE has so many bad ones, but I'll actually say it was the um segment on the apron with Cole and the Bucks against the best friends. Okay. What Mine would be AJ is blind. Yeah, that was really bad. You know what you said segment. I don't even know what you call that sometimes, right? Yeah. It's almost it's, an incomplete. <laughs> so what we didn't like. <laughs> All right, big man. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. And it's getting to that time. Pretty soon we're going to be thinking about our year-end awards. That's right. We'll see. Can't wait. Oh, you're going to watch NXT? You're going to see the uh, war games? Yes, I, I will be watching. Um, I'm going to watch it. How about you? I am. It feels like it's watching, you know, the Steiner Brothers progeny, big first big event. One question. Right. Let me ask you a question. Did is there any of them more? They have any more kids from the Steiners? Not that I've heard of. No, no. I, and you know I've only heard about this one for a few years because they'd say, "Oh, he's playing football now." I haven't heard about any other kids. I don't think S Scott Steiner. He doesn't have kids. I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna definitely check out War Games on Sunday, and we'll see. We'll definitely talk about it next week. Can't wait. This has been a State of Rest in the Power Draw Report. We'll see you guys next week. Definitely. 
thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.